you. Yeah, you. Just to let you know before we begin, uh, When the Stars Fell is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast for adults and uh, contains some less than savory language. Uh, even though it takes place in a make-believe world, listener discretion is advised. Thank you. Extra, extra, read all about it. There's been a murder in the main square. Xanathar has been found dead. The guards, led by their brave captain, are looking for the culprits. If you've seen any of these rapscallions wander in the streets, let the guards know. I'm uh, contractually obligated to tell you that part. Also, Madame Zadon's annual bingo night is happening tomorrow night at 9 p.m. X-ray, X-ray. Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Not every light is gonna guide you, baby. Don't let it rain on your spark. Keep it close to your heart. All of the pressure's gonna drive you crazy. Cause you rise to the madness. In the morning, it's all gonna vanish. Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Not every light is gonna guide you Ah, oh, crap! I- I have- I have no scrap paper! What type of heathen am I for not taking notes? <laughs> yeah, oh, you need right. to take some notes, man. Get yourself some paper. Back. Take some notes. I think I've decided I'm not taking notes at all. I'm just gonna be chaotic. I took a feat that says I don't have to take notes. I, yeah, I was going to say. I needed to take notes, and I don't have a notebook to take notes, so thus I'm not taking notes. Will you like my it's notebook? Okay. I I'm think I'm notes. just going to trust in the process. Would you like my notes? I will just trust in your notes. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, don't write something share. stupid. Too late. You guys have to carry the team and remember things. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to When the Stars Fell. A D&D podcast where me and a couple of my other middle-class working friends escape reality and pretend to be people that we're not in an imaginary world of our own creation. I'm Jacob. I'm your DM. Everyone's going to share who they are, the character they're playing, and a little fun fact about their characters. You can get to know them a bit more. I thought we did that last time. No, we're you gotta do it. You gotta do it every, do it every beginning. So <laughs> they, this is I mean, a voice. You don't have to go as deep in detail, obviously. But you know what? Sometimes people hear like shovels. Okay, don't be. Well, <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of shovels, I'll start digging first. My name's Braden. I play Wolock Boar, a mountain dwarf who is into wild magic. Oh, a fun fact. Yeah. His hair didn't used to be red. When he found out when when his wild magic suddenly surged through him, it, it, it turned red. His hair actually used to be a blonde. Hi there, my name is Molly. I am playing the character of Solstice. Uh, she's a half-human, half-Zuzonian, uh, which is like part, like, Arizonian, like, Amazonian woman. That's what I meant. And as for her fun fact, she has a companion... By the name of Mr. Wiggles, he is an otter, and he's blue. But she doesn't know why he's blue. He just is blue. We'll figure out more about that, I imagine, later. He's a blue it's not important. Blue she's, never fi- she's never questioned it. She's just like, he's a blue otter, so what? I started thinking about it. What, what if we all say the exact same fun fact every time? <laughs> no, is it the same rotation for everybody? Would I be up next on for everybody? I else? think so. You are okay. up next. My name is Joe. I am playing Eridanus, the starborn uh, wildfire druid. 
Uh, fun fact about Eridonis, uh, while they don't necessarily like labels, uh, they would label themselves as an anarcho-socialist, and I do think that that Eridonis wants to change the world through whatever means that necessarily needs to take. Love it. Love it. That may or may not be a threat. Period, <laughs> queen. Hi, my name's Ray. I'm going to be playing Allison. He is a six-foot-tall tinkerer. He's been living in junkyards his whole life. He's basically working with what he's got. Fun fact, Himkin, he has no idea what breed he is. He has no idea why he's so big. <laughs> Hi, my name is Alexis, and I play Herland, who is a bardic dwarf star. Her fun fact is that when she first arrived in like the human village everyone looked at her in disgust because you know she's basically made of rotting flesh and so she just thought that that's how the living people greeted each other so throughout her entire interaction with everyone else she just started giving them looks of disgust and horror because she thought it was her being polite. I mean, me too. I, absolutely. I completely understand. When I look at other people, I'm like, you look disgusting. Have a nice day. <laughs> oh, well, I'm Jacob. I'm your dungeon master. You uh, said that already. Master. Oh, I did already yeah. say that. I don't even know. You guys already know me. Um, Thank you, Captain. Gosh, I'm so excited. We're going to get into this. This is going to be so fun. Okay. So you guys are back at Crossroads Tavern. Last time we had everybody, you guys went and um, met at the Crossroads Tavern, Madame Zadon's Crossroads Tavern. Got to meet her and also got to talk to um, Mr. Mann, who explained more about the mission that he wants to send you guys on, uh, which is to collect these sacred artifacts. From that point, uh, you guys got to talk, got to know each other, put a giant tab on Mr. Man's uh, tab, uh, which is fantastic. Also proceeded to hear shouting from the streets. And as you came out, there was a dead body of Xanathar, who is the person that you were supposed to talk to that knew where one of the artifacts would be. You guys tried to bring him back. That didn't work. And then you guys cloaked and vanished as the guards were coming and there was another guard that joined the fray and pushed away the smoke. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> he was a half-orc guard kind of person, seemed to be that guy sucks. ordering the guards what to do and then said, don't worry, we're here to protect you. Don't um, worry, we're here to protect you. Exactly. Exact. Spooky. Spooky <laughs> stuff. Um, He's got the bad that, juju! Bad juju! <laughs> So where you guys find yourselves now is you guys are in the Crossroads Tavern. You guys have, I'm assuming, made it back inside, and you guys are standing in the foyer of, uh, well, not the foyer, but like the main area of the tavern where all the tables and chairs are. What are you guys going to do now? Well, I was going to say, if Wolock remembers correctly, the king has one of the artifacts. It's yes. a scepter, I believe. Yep, that's correct. Yep, he's cur he currently the the but whatever this artifact is. Yeah, Xanathar was supposed to be our in to get it, and now he's dead. So I'm gonna go to Mister Man and be like, uh, "You might want to check for a new line of intel." Don't you guys want to check out the letter as Solstice waves it up in the air? 
Oh, he did have documentation on him. At that point, uh, Madame Zidane rushes over to you guys and she's like, this is great. Love the energy. Love the fact that you guys have this uh, letter or whatever. Like, that's great. Um, I'm going to need you guys to move towards the Batleys. Mr. Man, you know the uh, room that would be uh, most uh, perfect for this occasion, if you will. And she rushes to the front door with Mr. Man and leaving you guys standing there in the middle of the tavern. And Mr. Man looks over at you, Solstice, and he says, I see. This is definitely causes some issue. Let's let's get out of this main area because it seems that you guys made quite a ruckus with the guards and personally don't want to uh, have to deal with them right now. Um, and so Mr. Man starts to walk back towards the back of the tavern to where there seems to be this kind of like very normal doorway that might lead to what you would assume would be a kitchen or something like that. Um, but he's walking back that direction. Ah, yes. What a very normal looking doorway. I'll just follow and be like, have you ever thought about hiring mercenaries and getting rid of the guard? As he's walking and he hears you say that, he's uh, like, well, things are a little bit more complicated than that. Especially on the outer parts of the Empire. Uh, and he continues to walk. Apologies for causing such a ruckus. I was just trying to get this important piece of information to figure out what happened to our poor boy who lays dead in the street. Yeah, I'm not apologizing. I tried to bring him back to life. So I'm assuming everybody following him at this point is that correct? W- Wolock is 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 looking at the the door because it's such a normal looking door. Non-suspicious door. The door has a mustache. Clearly not suspicious. Are these artifacts that we are to collect, um, are they intended of getting rid of the guard? Mr. Man looks at you. Obviously, he has the mask on still and the cloak. He kind of, like, puts his head to the side a little bit and then to the other side, and he's like, let's talk about this in here. As you guys walk in, you realize that actually that doorway led into a hallway, and he opens one of the doors in that hallway that seems to lead into another room. Was the door suspicious? This one actually did look a little bit suspicious. It didn't have a mustache, so it's quite suspicious. This party is suspicious. What are you talking about? Is the door suspicious? Clearly suspicious. <laughs> It, it didn't have a mustache, therefore it wasn't suspicious. No, that means it is suspicious. We are used to mustaches on doors in this in this kingdom. <laughs> How dare it not have a mustache? Canonically, doors now have mustaches. Oh my gosh, what a what a canon to have, guys! This is riveting. So do you do you follow him in? Oh, I'm gonna. I've got no reason not to. I've trust already agreed this guy. to this. Wolock Bull- will look one last time at the mustacheless door. Just yank. Just just go through his beard a bit. Just mm, all right, and go through. Okay, I'm gonna need Wally, Eridanus, and Herland to give me a. You can either do perception or arcana. I have advantage with a plus two on one and a plus six on the other. I'm going to use the plus six. Damn. Should have went with the advantage, probably. I got a ten. I'm going to... Yeah, with uh, Arcana, it's uh ten. <laughs> Damn. Um, I got a seven, but I forgot what my perception is. Hold on. So we all got ten. So as you all walk in, Allison and Solstice, things seem... It seems like a pretty normal room. The room... It's a little darker, but, like, not too bad. There's still enough candlelight. Um, it has a big table in the middle with, like, chairs around it. It seems like a normal room. A normal Wolock kind of meeting room. has dark vision up to 60 feet. Y- you can see. Yeah, yeah, you're good. It's not super dark. It's actually pretty, like... It- it's just, like, dimly lit, but it's still, like, really... You gotcha. can see the entire room. But Wally, Herland, and um, Eridanus, what you notice as you walk in is that it's kind of like there's just this feeling of almost like a bubble. Like when you when you go to like touch a bubble and pop it, um, it's like that same consistency that you just walk through and then you're in the room. 
it's the same room, same chair, same kind of dimly lit, but like you can see around. And the man goes ahead and he goes and he sits down in the farthest chair on the other side of the table. Walla, like something clicks, but he's just going to keep it in the back of his mind because he's not, he doesn't want to raise suspicion. Your suspicion. No, he has no mustache. Well, actually, he does have a mustache. Therefore, he's no. not suspicious. The reason why Allison and Solstice didn't notice is because we were just like, yeah, let's just go in. What's wrong? It's just a room. <laughs> it's just a room. It's just a mustacheless door. So Mr. Man sits down in the farthest chair. He kind of motions. He's like, please join me. We're going to have to discuss how to move forward with this. I hope you don't take offense, but I prefer to stand. Can't I'll stand it. I'll, I'll stand at the other end of the table. <laughs> I'll just sit, but I will sit one chair away from him as if to give space between me and him. Herlin's been kind of like struggling to enter the room because she's like just kind of really freaking out about the bubble and worried that it's gonna like feel weird. And so like she finally like gets into the room and she just like kind of stands behind Eridonis. That's me with a hot shower first thing in the morning. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Four foot seven Wally jumps up onto a chair only to have his eyes barely over the table. I was kind of hoping the chair was made of like straw so that he unintentionally falls through the chair. Robbery's. Can we ring for a booster seat? Can we ring for a booster seat? A Gaston? A seat. (laughs) And as soon as you do that, um, <laughs> Wallach all of a sudden feels himself jump up, um, and, and the chair now, the legs have extended, uh, so that he can see over the chair. So you're uh, that's what I call good service. Um, and there's just a tiny little voice, uh, coming from behind you, and it's Madame Zadon, and she's like, oh, only the finest for our guest. With everybody seated, Mr. Man, he sits down, he's like, we should be fine in here. Madame Zadon is very good with magic and knows a lot about it, um, so she is created these rooms that are sealed off and using magic makes it so that no one can hear from outside what's been going on here and we won't be able to hear from outside what's going on. So we'll have the utmost privacy with what we're about to discuss. Tell me again, what, what exactly happened? Uh, your boy's dead. Xanthar was lying dead in the street and we found him lying in the street with an, um, a notice attached or more or less hidden within him and there was a, a wound on him that was leaking black. Oh, it was very necrotic. Yes. Uh, I tried to revive him, but uh, he was dead longer than what one would have thought with the time between us going out and the screams. I was able to get the note. That's what alerted the guards. I was trying to be sneaky, but I guess I must have tripped over something. I got to eat one of them. That's all I got. You, you ate one of the guards? No, 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 no. Yeet. It's this new term I'm coming oh. up with. It's where you, you it's like, it's kind of like a throw, but you just go for distance. Yeet. Yeah, I, I'm hoping it'll catch on. Like Y-E-T-E? Like- yeah, Y-E-E-T. It's- oh, I see. Yeah. I, no, 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 not Y-E-T-E. That's completely different. No, no, no. I I hope for the best for... How do you say that again? Ye- ye- yeet. Yeet. Yeah, yeah. Yeet. No, yeet. Yeah, don't... don't. Like eat, but yeah. with a Y at the beginning. Exactly. So Mr. Man, he just kind of like uh, leans back in his chair a little bit and he, um, he puts his hand up to his face like he's thinking, kind of like what I'm doing now. Um, and he says, so... Xanathar is dead. Uh, yeah. Assuming assuming that it wasn't some sort of trick, a body double, or some other shenanigans. Mr. Wiggles pops his head up from the table, and he has the letter in his mouth, and he jumps 
and scampers just lightly and places it in front of Mr. Man and scampers back and crawls back up onto the shoulder of Solstice. Timkin the goat <laughs> goes, yells angrily at the otter as it passes. That's great. Mr. Man goes and he, he grabs the letter and pulls it up and he looks at it. Where'd you get this? It was found on him. Yeah, it was on his body. I tried to, you know, and back to life and it fell out of... Uh, this coat and solstice is that a technical term yes i mean i don't i don't really know all i know is i take some of me and i concentrate it on my hands and then i boom and then sometimes people come back interesting but if it could be a clue as to what happened to xanathar we may as well have had the evidence before the guard you know how guards are always corrupt passing through evidence going to strip clubs you know you can't trust them nowadays they seem to be more of an impedance than helpful I almost thought about removing them but it was easier to just hide away well that's one thing that both the dwarven's the, the dwarves and the humans have in common. Their guards are ass. So Mr. Man, he uh, he's listening to you guys as you as you talk about the guards, and he looks at the letter. He stops for a moment, and he, he looks at you, Eridonis, and he's like, you can cast Revivify? Uh, yeah. Interesting. He looks back at the letter, and he's like, well, let's see what it says. Um, and he goes to rip it open, and he realizes that as he's about to, it just flips open. And so this letter has been opened before. And he pulls it out, and he opens it up, and... Wait! Wait! Wait, I don't think that it's very polite to read other people's mail. Oh, he's dead. Perhaps it's okay. there are some moral implications to this. I understand your trepidation in violating someone's privacy, though I must point out that logically the, there is no person anymore for the privacy to be violated. Uh, I guess you could say past tense that they were, but they no longer are. I think that in order to pursue justice, this mild transgression against a dead man's privacy is ethically neutral. I'm interested in hearing what the letter has to say. Unless it's just tax forms. It's just hard. It's hard to, to comprehend the possibility that someone could truly be nothing after death. I uh, I understand, but I, it is my understanding that for the, how do, should I phrase this, the, the living organics... Uh, the folks like our friends here that my understanding is there is no known after death. I mean, from all death, new life is created, but the person that was Xanathar, unless, uh, and I don't mean to offend our non-believing friends, unless some very uh, intense magical energy is used to bring them back. uh, He's gone though. I guess, I guess there is the implication that if he could come back, is he truly gone? I'll have to think about this. Okay, can I just ask him before we open the letter? You don't have to listen to this. <laughs> I just I just think that maybe I should go and and talk to the man before we read his letter. The only problem I would say with that is that the guards of which we are trying to avoid attention are around his body and or have moved it by now. Mm, that was not very kind. They should have asked for consent before doing that. I don't disagree. And Mr. Man, he, uh, you can see his head like going back and forth, kind of like a tennis thing. Um, and he's definitely already reading the letter as you guys are having this conversation. <laughs> um, and he goes, well, this is most concerning. This seems to be a letter from his 
assistant, uh, Alisa Winterstrider. Uh, who now? Uh, Alicia Winterstrider. Um, and he's, he's, he's kind of like, he brings his finger out and he starts like going back over the letter and then starts to read it. He's like, I'll just, I'll just read it to you guys. Um, and he goes, and it's dear Xanathar, I've gotten word from one of your informants that there's a mercenary that is after you. Um, they couldn't give me a time or specific place, but I think it would be best to be on your guard. I've also taken the liberty of looking to hire more adventurers to guard you. I know you don't enjoy having that many armed men around you, but I encourage you to utilize these adventurers so that you are safe. I also have heard word that Mr. Oh, never mind. I'm going to skip over this part. Um, please be safe, Xanathar, and oh. please, please, please wait, use wait, the wait, guards wait, wait, that I have hired for you. Best wishes, Alicia Winterstrider. Then he begins to fold it back up and... No, 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 no. Hmm. And Herland remove her hands from her ears. You're gonna share something. You gotta share all of it. The uh, other portion of that letter was strictly for me. In his head, I'm going to say, honesty's the best policy. You want us to rob a king. I think you can be forthright with the information. The, um, I speak also in his head and I say, I don't want to know. Okay. So yeah, you, you say that and he, uh, he kind of like pulls his head over to you really quickly and then looks back at the table and he pulls it back out and he says, okay, okay. The letter also says, um, that Alicia has had heard word that Mr. Man, I am in town. Apparently she's already talked to Madame Zidane and it seems that I am meeting with you all and, <laughs> She uh, assumes that he will be drug into our antics, which seemingly is not too far-fetched now, is it? But I appreciate you sharing that. Correct me if I'm wrong. That implies they know of our existence. It implies a lot of things. I mean, Xanathar, do you mean? Xanathar, or at least Elysia Winterstrider, the person who addressed this letter to Xanathar, knew you were meeting up with us. Now, whether or not that means that that Winter Strider knew our individual identities, it doesn't really say, but knew that you were meeting with a group, which means their intel, uh, no offense, Mr. Man, is at least as good as your own, unless you have, you know, more. He, uh, he begins to tap at the table with his fingers, and it makes a weird sound because he's has, he has, like, gloves on, so it's like the mm. rubber against the wood. I mean, he's tapping away. While he's tapping, I want to attempt to speak to Solstice in her mind. Okay. That's going to be more difficult, isn't it? Yeah. We don't share an actual bond, so this would be very difficult. She may not hear me. Solstice, I'm going to have you roll an Arcana check. Eight. And now, Eridanus, I'm going to have you roll an Arcana check as well. 21. As you try to reach into Solstice's mind and talk to her, you can't really hear anything from her. You get bits and pieces, and there seems to be like a slight connection, but it feels very one-sided. Like, you're hearing bits and pieces of her thoughts, but she cannot hear yours. Is that just all he hears? No, no. Uh, but the concept's really great. <laughs> That'd be really great. Oh. Well, what, 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 he he does, what he does here is um, her like different she's like analyzing the surroundings around her she's analyzing the surroundings around her and figuring out what's the best way to possibly pickpocket magic man and see what he has in in his pockets i just wanted to be known for the listeners uh this isn't a spoiler this is just a fun fact coming early uh joe just telepathically communicated to molly in real life because i'm not saying 
that's what Eridanus was going to say to Solstice, but uh, is that, that is almost exactly what I was going to say. So, <laughs> I mean, the first slide of hand is so pretty. Yes. So good. It's so good. Oh my god. Hocus pocus, Alakazam. If I can't have a critical role, I'll make it. <laughs> well, she's pretty apprehensive about it because she doesn't know Mr. Man. Yeah. And, and, she, and she's one of those, like, she associates who she's talking to first before she decides to grab. Oh, yeah. Especially considering the fact she is, you know, uh, the getaway gecko. She is known for her, her stealing and everything, but she has to be absolutely certain. She know She knows this, so... So Mr. Man is is finger tapping. Finger tapping. He's playing the one man band with the hand. Hey. And as he comes to kind of a realization, he stops and he says, "This is going to be a problem." Xanathar is one of the most inside outsiders that you would ever know. He he is so interconnected with the workings of the Human Alliance Guard that. So what you're saying is he was integral, and without him, this is like a strike while the iron's hot sort of thing. It definitely shows that there's issues. The question the question would be that not only is he so interconnected with the guard, but he for the longest time has been almost untouchable. That means somebody found a way to do more than touch him. There's always a way around a trickster. If I know anything, that much I have learned from being on the street. It seems, though, that there was some inklings from his intelligence circles that at least they knew he was being targeted. My guess is that if we're going to get any information, you might have to talk to Alicia. Where is this, Alicia? And what is the probability that after you say this to us that she will be dead? No, no, it's not It's not like it's his fault that Xanthar's dead. Well, no, well, but maybe the, we don't know that there isn't a correlation and causation. Like, he tells us about Xanthar. Within three minutes, Xanthar's dead. I'm not, again, Mr. Man, I'm not accusing you of anything. However, you were in the letter as a warning of some sort to Xanathar. And I'm not saying you hired us to kill him. That's not what you said we needed to do. Here's here's a very important question that I don't feel like anybody else is asking. Why is it that it's the antics that Mr. Man is doing? Why is it that this is seen as a bad thing to these people? Nobody's really sitting here and asking that question. Mr. Man kind of holds up his hand and he says, me and Xanathar don't have the best of past. We disagree on a lot of things. If you must know, he is a part of a the owner of a huge trading conglomerate across the Human Alliance. The reason that he has as many favors as he does within the Human Alliance Guard is because he supplies them with dwarven rep- weaponry, something that is mm. basically impossible to get except through the underground. Mm-hmm. Mr. Man, if, if you don't mind my asking. Yeah, of course. At this point... You have put us in a bit of a position. We could go after Alicia, but there is the also very high likelihood that she may be hostile to us from your past with Xanathar. There is no guarantee that she'll be nice. Well, we could we could talk to her without uh, needing to mention a connection to Mr. Man. We could be of our own uh, private investigation. I was just about to say, this is a perfect opportunity to sneak in. This is, uh, it's not my style, but he's dead. The guards are now going to try to figure out answers. If we pose as people trying to look for said answers, it will get us into a lot of different places. The problem is we need to somehow get ourselves to not only look the part, but to somehow play that part. But as he looks around with the, the party 
of a bunch of different kind of people. I'm not saying that we're the sort of group that can't get in. I am saying that if you're the sort of people that kill a guy as high a priority as I thought, people are thinking about his friends and stuff like that that are going to try to get information. I'm not saying sneaking won't work. I am saying, wouldn't they be looking for us just a little bit? There's that. There is also the very, very big fact that there could be a no questions ask attack situation. And exactly how are we going to ask her, uh, her, hey, we're looking for said artifacts. We're exactly, you know, how are we going to get a hold of these kind of things? I think we should take a different route. I think Xanathar can still get us there. It's, it's how much are you willing to... Um, I can't forget the common word for it. Um, you lie. Uh, um, so we pose as a group of just investigators trying to find answers. And then we get those answers. We solve Xanathar's murder. That gets us, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Man, but Xanathar was close to the king. Obviously, he knew where he was going when parades were happening. He at least was in his ear. He wasn't, as far as I'm aware, he wasn't close to the king. But he was very close to, they call him the chief. Not much is known about him. Uh, very little is public. But from what I'm aware of, he is a high official in the Human Alliance Guard. Oh. Amongst most, he calls, they call him the chief of... Amongst most poor folk, they call him Chief Hag, which is a whole nother issue, but... Did you say Chief Hag? Correct. Does he look ugly? Well, again, not a lot of people have seen him. There's one very particular group that keeps appearing in these discussions, and that is the Guard of the Human Alliance. The, I guess the spaced out standing army for the Human Alliance is it's like... So there's a stalemate war. So is this like everyone who was fighting in a war is just now a guard? And the guard is what's left of the army. Protectors of the king. That's a great way to put it. There's a lot of them become protectors of the king. And a lot of the people that the structures that were the army before have now integrated themselves into a peacekeeping force amongst within the empire. May I ask? Um, so we know that we can look for we know that we can look for people who are living in order to get the information that we need. But is there anyone other than, you know, Xanathar? Uh, Xanathar. Um, yeah, that's the name, Xanathar, um, who perhaps are not living, but would be able to give us the information. If we can find their location, I could speak to them. And, we could uh, just make them. They wouldn't them. be noticed by anyone. I mean, if you can, if you can make the dead answer questions, we can just make them dead. Um, that is also a possibility, <laughs> but I was not really thinking of it like that. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I apologize. I'm coming to one conclusion, which is that at least the King's Guard are a corrupt force. They are in at least their head guard is in close contact with uh, the wealthiest trading conglomerate? Is that what you said, Mr. Man? Definitely one of the wealthiest, yes. Obviously that that is not up to snuff, if you catch my drift. Well, there is, there is, we do have a card up our sleeve. Solstice kind of turns her cloak in, inside out, revealing this gecko part head. 
it's like made of cloth that's all sewn together and these sleeves that attached her hands and she goes I'm in my village I am known as the getaway gecko they have never caught me you do have that on my side uh, that on my side these this cloak in particular is made of a special special residue from a plant that grows near our village it helps me to climb walls you are an incredible organic that is fascinating that is an incredible ability eh, you get bored after a while and you play around with plants <laughs> so it's at this moment um that you guys hear knocking on the door um and at first you think that it might be a person because of the r- rhythmic nature of the knock um but you realize that the the time in between each is a little bit longer than you first realized so like boom boom yep boom Yep, exactly. Mr. Man, now would be a good time for an escape route. Uh, Mr. Man uh, looks over at the door and he said, uh, I don't think so. Um, and he ducks down under the table. And you guys hear that rhythm, rhythmic knocking and boom, boom, to make, boom. What kind of check would Wolock make to, to... Dax, let's just make a perception check. Arcana. It's an arcana, arcana? check at uh, advantage, yes. Dax, that makes sense. Yeah. Give me, my, give me a second dice. I have like seven of them. Uh, that is an 18 plus 5, making 23. Um, you know exactly what this is. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's at that moment that you look, uh, the, there's one more big thump, but this time, uh, the door bursts open, and in comes this flying gear, uh, headed straight to your face, Wally. Go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, he gets a 7. 7? Uh, That's it? A seven. Yeah. So as as you uh, you make the recognition of what it is, it bursts through the door, and before you have time to react, um, it is sped right at you and clocked you in the face. Go ahead and give me a D one hundred. All right. All right. All right. Ninety eight. This is like the worst version 98? of Ninety Eight ever. Um. Sparks fly out of uh, the connection point between your skull and this gear. Um, And as they're flying out in all directions, one of the uh, bolts uh, hits the goat and he just starts to like, like freeze up and start to shake violently as he's like being shocked. Um, And it's in that moment that the shock dissipates. uh, He starts to, he starts to float up towards the ceiling um, and the goat like looks around and he's like, <gasps> and then he just starts to like swim in the air. Um, and you, you accidentally cast <laughs> a fly on our good friend, Tim Kinn. Uh, and at that point, <laughs> at that point, you see Madame Zidane's face kind of peer over and look at the dent in her door. And she looks over at uh, Mr. Man. She's like, I'm probably going to add that to your tab. Is that, is that okay with you? And Mr. Man, like, peeks up from the table, and he's just like, yeah, that's fine. And he uh, goes and sits back down in his chair. Um, and <laughs> Madame Zidane uh, comes in, and she's like, I couldn't help but hear that you're, uh... You're looking for Alicia? Is that right? All, all Volok has to say is, <laughs> um, Madame Zidane, question. Of course. Yes, dear. Um... Is this, um, you know, one of those places of confidentiality? I mean, what happens at the Crossroad Taverns, uh, happens at the Crossroad Taverns, if you, uh, catch my drift. 
Because Solstice is standing there doing that hand motion with, like, the circles and stuff like that, while still in her cloak <laughs> trying to explain. She's just like, uh, it's not what it looks like. It's not. I promise. <laughs> oh, this is, this is a secret I'm taking to my grave. I'm excited about this. Ridiculous. And she quickly turns inside the cloak, inside out, back to the, nor- um, to the normal standpoint. <laughs> I want you to know, Wolok saw really none of that. No, because he was on the floor holding his nose. Exactly. <laughs> um, so she, she kind of comes out and she's like, I hate to be a bearer of bad news, um, but it seems that I was able to distract the guards a little bit, but they're very much keen on finding you. I've redirected them to another way. Um, but I... You know, what you're trying to say is we need to get out of here as fast as possible, right? It probably would not be a bad idea. I mean, I can keep you guys, you know, safe. No, no, I I understand. We've overstayed our welcome. We gotta get on this adventure anyways. I think there's something else that you guys uh, might be interested in seeing. Um, Other than this stupid-ass gear as he throws it the other way. Oh, actually, uh, hold on. Duh, I forgot to do the most important part. That's eight points of damage. <laughs> Perfect. Actually, wait, that was a D8. Hold on, I, I rolled the wrong die. Three damage. I'm supposed to roll a D4, not D8. I mis- misread. Um, so as... As is happening, she pulls out a piece of parchment from her pocket... And places it on the table. Um, and, and from what you guys can see, it's a wanted poster. Um, and it has very crude, uh, not very good drawings of each of you. Um, but there are definitely distinguishing landmarks uh, that pick you guys out. And it's a wanted poster. And at the bottom it says, Wanted for the Murder of Xanathar. Called it. Um, Herlin just has the biggest smile on her face. And she's like, oh, it's poetry. Yes. And she's like, oh, oh, darling, that's so sweet. Um, They want you, and it's not... Uh, yeah. So, so be there, there doesn't seem to be a reward posted. Uh, so is this just, uh, they just want us? What, so at the very bottom... What do they bottom, want us uh, for? There is a reward section at the oh. very bottom. Can uh, we roll for reward? But the reward is like really <laughs> small. It's uh, like a couple pieces of gold. Uh, like it's not so a lot. Our GTA, oh, can, our oh GTA come on! Can, um, like uh, only level one. We got like way more than enough time. And they can't be. So, Solstice is cry laughing as she's heaving over and over, and she's like, "Oh my god! Can I please keep this poster? This is my favorite one that I've gotten of myself so far. Really, honestly, it would be one of my favorites. Can I please? I'd love to frame it." Please take it. Yeah, of course, of course. Oh, fabulous. And she rolls it up and sticks it into her pocket. Um, and she says, "Mr. Man, I will have you know, though, I did get a message." Uh, through Sending Stone from Alicia. And she seems... uh, She obviously knows that Xanathar has died, and she seems rather upset, and was asking me if you had anything to do about it. You know how I am. I don't really get into these matters between quarrelsome people and that. So I didn't say anything about them. 
we can go on account of Zan uh, on account not of Mr. Man to clear his name. And uh, wait, that does nah, it'll be fine. I have questions for the madam and yeah, Mr. I Man. Have more. Ask those questions. <laughs> uh, I will go after you, good sir. Two in questions that are related. Uh, the first, uh, how many guards are in this city? Two, how many guards would have to die for the chief to show up here? Mr. Man, he, he kind of uh, sits up a little taller than that. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and Madame Zidane um, just kind of looks at, at, at you and says, Sweetheart, listen, I don't know what you know of the hags. They don't care about us. The ones that are here have just been given this assignment because they bid on it and they got it. And now they get to run around and tell us what to do. They don't know nobody in the higher ups actually cares about them being here. They just care that they get their taxes from them. Yeah, that's my point. Because if they're dead, they can't collect taxes. Roughly. Oh, how many guards? Well, yes. If we're going to leave this establishment, how many people are actually in the city looking for us? And then follow-up question to that answer would be, how many of them would have to die for the chief hag to want to come to us? I mean, I've got a way to find out. I, I don't think people will like it. Madam Zinthar, first, firstly, um, let Allison go first. I'll be patient. Mr. Man... Where is Alicia at? You know that she wrote to us, and she clearly messaged us. I'm really worried about it. Where, where exactly is she? Mr. Man looks over at Madame Zidane because he kind of folds his hand and he shrugs. He's like, I don't know. And Madame Zidane goes, well, I think that she was in town. We're supposed to meet up for coffee tomorrow, so I think she's here, but I don't know where she's staying. She said she didn't want to stay at my inn, which is fair. Yeah, so when is your meeting tomorrow? No. Oh. And Madame Zidane, she like purses her lips and she's like, mm, and she's thinking about about it and she's like i think like two she was gonna come over around then two in the afternoon do you have, possibly have a smuggler's tunnel under your tavern might be a quick way for us to get out of here she puts her hand to her chest and like pulls back a little bit and she's like i am appalled that you would even ask such a question of course i do what tavern keep wouldn't <laughs> and um my type of gal <laughs> Here's the next question. Will I fit in it? Oh, well, it is a bit of a tight squeeze, but I think you'll manage. Ah. Well, if the goat can fit in it, you can fit. That's a better question. Can the goat fit in it? Oh, for sure. Oh, oh but me? Yeah. I Goat's know. more ambitious than you are. So Mr. Man, he kind of like stands up and, and, and kind of moves the chair back to kind of like call everyone's attention forward. And he says, listen, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what we're going to do, but clearly this is going to be an issue. We need to figure out what Alicia knows. We need to figure out. He kind of readjusts himself. He says, I'm hiring you guys for the task of getting this artifact. However you see fit to get that artifact is your own business. Don't lose sight of that main goal. Well, that's the case. So Alicia wants to meet Madam Zen. Zidane. So if she's meeting her the next day, that means we can get some a little bit of rest. Maybe we could get some supplies. Uh, maybe we could borrow Alicia after their meeting. I think there are many ways to get this artifact. However, I feel like the situation has become more complicated. I do think your idea of meeting with her after coffee with Madame Zidane tomorrow is a good idea. If you have to go out and look for supplies, I recommend uh, the buddy system or... Uh, my new favorite person, the getaway gecko, uh, can go solo. Absolutely, Star Child. <laughs> it was one of those just in case we need it. In case anybody's running a little low, needs something <laughs> for to work yeah, on, needs totally. something to mess with, wants to get down. 
it'd be nice. Why don't we have one of us go with in this meeting to be kind of like a spokesman to the rest of us? Mrs. Andar, would you be opposed to Volstis joining you? Or tea? Oh, dear God. Well, you know, I can't say no to that. I always... We always do love to company, but be warned, we do get up to quite a bit of an information sharing, as one might say. Oh, I love to gossip. You would love to hear about Crazy Harry, who lives down the street. Oh, goodness, he gets into the craziest ruckuses over where I'm at. At which case, Wolock scoots himself on the seat, gets down, and he starts to head for the door. Well, I don't know about you, but I need some sort of excitement somewhere. I didn't say I was done with you. Dwarf, get back here. Bah! Do not disparage the dwarf. I would like to partake in the gossip. Alright, Star Child, just we'll walk through a couple pointers, obviously, before tea time, but I think you've got it. I think you got it in you. Yes, I, I feel I will be very, very excellent at this, um, at this, um, trade. You know what this means, though? You guys are going to need a headquarters. Let me make up some rooms for you guys upstairs, and that way you can, uh, stay here a little while. Um, and she starts to head out to the door, and then she stops, turns around, she says, Oh, also, if you're looking to maybe distract the guards, come see me at the bar, and I can, uh, give you some directions to their... Gladly. Well, their headquarters, she says in air quotes. It's more like a rundown shack, if you ask me. Um, and she wa- she darts out the room to go prepare some rooms for you guys. W- Wally, the moment that he heard, go to the bar, he- he's gone. Gone. <laughs> he's, he's like, the-, the stool, I'm not sure how high the stool is, he's already sitting there at the bar, just, what does it take to get served? <laughs> Madam Sedan, uh, she grabs a pint of mead and just whisks it down. Which is you. funny because I believe we're in completely different rooms. Exactly. You don't know. <laughs> oh, I was just going to try and get inside the dwarf's head before we left. You still have a chance. Don't, don't go in there. Yeah, you can try. <laughs> yeah. You both will have to make Arcana checks. You just hear me. a Gregorian chant. No. Arcana, uh, 20. Don't worry about it. What'd you get? It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, I want to know what I hear from his thoughts. <laughs> Wait, did you get a natural one? For a total of seven. So with that, you uh, try to reach into Wallach's mind. I mean, as you're trying to reach in, there's just too much going on right now. Like, you're thinking <laughs> of so many things, right? So you don't, you're not able to hear any of his thoughts, Um, but he just gets a rush of, like, ten of the things that you're thinking at this very moment. Who get, uh, Wally, Wally gets my does. thoughts? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Immediate uh, migraine, minus one though. damage. They're like whispers. Oh, so it's, <laughs> not like a, it's not like a bang of thoughts. It's more like a... a thoughts. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Like a, it's, like it's a, not a like shotgun. A, it's not a shotgun. No. It's like an ocean wave. Oh, I was hoping okay. for yeah, a like frying like a wave of shot. Like, here you go, here's your shot. <laughs> I, I would like to think all that... All that, um... Oh, what is your... Oh, gosh. Um, Aerodonis heard... Is just the uh, Home Depot, bum 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 bum. <laughs> just this, this. this. <laughs> what does Wally hear? Does the gear think? I want to talk to the goat. I'm gonna burn down the barracks. That's at least three of them. <laughs> Do you hear those like almost whispers, like what? like um. Uh, I'm your intrusive thoughts for just a moment. (laughs) They're like, does the gear think? What? I want to talk to the goat. He's looking around trying to figure out where the the hell it's coming from. 
Uh, oh my god, I need more. As he takes another... <laughs> he takes another drink. Um, yeah, so, so what were you going to say, Solstice? Madam Zanar, uh, might I ask how far the nearest uh, soldier barricade or fort or whatever, you know, their meeting places as a reason? Yeah, so she, she kind of like strokes her chin for a second, and she's like, you know... I think the closest place would probably be, it's about two or three streets over, three streets over. And it's, it's this big building. It's very white. It looks very sterile. She says in air quotes, it's kind of a dump and you're like, oh, not really that fun. Uh, but they put a lot of money into their nice things. You really can't miss it. It's very big. It's the least house, at least probably around 50 guards. Alrighty then. That sounds like a good place to cause a mess. I would be careful. Or it's a possible place to learn some information. It's important to know where your enemies lie. And before you guys exit the room, Mr. Man kind of stands up. Or he's already standing, but he looks at you guys and he says, I'm really excited to work with you guys. And I think that you are going to do a great job. I wish I could stay and be of more help, but I have other matters that I must attend to. I wish you all the best of luck. And if you need anything or need to reach me, reach me on this. And he pulls out a sending stone uh, that's like the size of a pebble. Um, and he hands it to Herlind and says, if you guys need to reach out to me, use that stone. And thank you so much for your help. And he uh, he looks out the door and he says, oh, it's you. Who? Are you guys going to look yeah, at yeah, the Yeah, I was going to leave. Yes, so I got to know, is is Wally still at the bar? I guess I turned to look. Who's that over there? There's no one at the door. The doorway is empty. Okay. And uh, Mr. Man has already vanished. Of course he did. Of course. The classic exit. I, pers- I love that guy. I love that <laughs> what guy. That's what he does. Um, See, so what yeah. you don't know is that he's actually Batman. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, uh, Mr. Man is Bruce Wayne. What are you guys going to do then? What's the time? Uh, outside? That. Yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Dang it. Um, yeah, so it's probably... I'm going to go with that they use the same time as we do in real life, uh, because that's easier. Um, <laughs> so it's probably about uh, 8 o'clock in the evening at this point. Oh, wait a... Wait a oh! <laughs> I, yo, I didn't even realize that it was actually that time. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's spooky. That was, that was very spooky. This is the second. DM, you don't need to be uh, connecting to that well, kind of frequency. What's, Slow down. What's the, what's the next thing? I want to know what the date is. <laughs> you you would know the date because you. I mean, you would probably. Yeah, I, I don't because know. well, no, he actually no, that would be different because I'm sure dwarves and humans have different ways for the dates. They probably do have different calendars. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to look it up because I don't want solstice. Sitting there, and she's she's rubbing the earring that she has on one side, and she kind of just does a, hmm, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while since the incidents have happened. Maybe it might be a good idea for somebody to take a look outside the tavern. We've all been in the tavern. The tavern is safe. We know this as of right now, but we don't know what's going on out there. I actually have business that I need to handle on the streets before I bed down for the evening. I'm more than happy to go and check out outside. Bull- Bullock's still at the bar waiting for the information so he can beat up some guards. Uh, we're we're fighting the guards tomorrow after tea or during tea. <laughs> you can wait there all damn night and drink for all I care. <laughs> well, Wally, Aunt, uh, Allison... Uh, we we are distracting the guards tomorrow during tea. Yes. Oh, Correct. that's tomorrow. Correct. I mean, 
Damn, I should listen again, more. The dwarf decides to take off and go drinking and not actually listen. Oh, and like, like you got better things to do with your goat and your shoddy armor and your... I mean, you did have a flying gear come and hit you in the face. You both are very similar. You have a gear, you have a goat. They both start with G. Be friends. You know, he makes a good point. <laughs> You know what? Sometimes you're full of shit. Sometimes you make sense. This is not one of those times you make sense. I have some stuff that I need to take care of in, before too much nightfall. I can come back if you want to fight guards no, tonight. No, 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 no. I, you know, I will be I've by got your better to do. Weird. Fighting the guards might not be a wise idea. However, spying and maybe getting some information? Possibly? It's in our grasp. Mm. I know it's not the fun option for some of us who like to clunk around metal. However... It could be beneficial to us in the future if we find out some important information. I'm not saying that I don't want to sneak it around. I am saying I'm not good at it. I, here's while they're at tea. I, here's I can try to get us in uh, sneakily. Um, however, in the event that we are found, which I when I run the probabilities, I find likely um, I don't have any problems uh, dispatching. Uh, the people who seem to just be beating the poor around here for their own entertainment. I think the best option would be to take a perimeter check for us. Take it, take it, make sure that our perimeters are safe. We can switch out guard if we need to. Um, you can nudge one of us. That would be the safest option because we are in an unknown town. I hardly know any of you, but I have to trust you. That's and, not, and that's just how it is at the moment. That's not a bad idea. Get a look around the town, figure out where we are, locate, you know, general store. Uh. The only thing is, is we have to be careful and stick to the shadows because we are on a wanted page. And not for much coin, mind you. <laughs> that wanted page. <laughs> I am. I plan on going and handling my business. You care if I uh, tag along with you, Erdonis? Uh, this evening? Yes, this evening. As right now? Uh, absolutely. That's. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. Um, sure. I'm just going to tag along just to get out of the house. I feel like the goat might uh, draw attention to us, but uh, shouldn't be anything we can't handle, I don't think. Carry the goat. I'll give him his can. He'll start being quiet. I don't think we'll have any problems. Maybe we will. Um, would I know the distance at which I could communicate with Erlen? Any distance. Any distance. Infinite distance. <laughs> it's a walkie-talkie-like situation. <laughs> Come in over. Come in. Herlin, can you read me? Herlin, can you read me? Inside Herlin's mind, I'm going to say, I'm going to walk with Allison and the goat, and I'm going to uh, say her name every so often, and if she can't hear me anymore, to try and remember how long... How much time has passed when she was no longer able to hear? A wise decision. I want to speak in his mind and say, okay, but be wary of that goat. It is not a rat. It is not to be trusted. I know my goat, and I don't like it. So are you guys making your way out the door? Because if they are, Wallach's going to notice that people are moving. He's like, wait, no. Wally, did you want to come with us? As much I've drank alone, I've drank alone too many times. I need to get off of it. I need, which means you should drink more. <laughs> Would it be wise for you to go on the street in the state that you're in? You've had a couple at this rate. Oh, I'll be fine. Should I, I make a Constitution check? 
Oh yes, please. <laughs> yes. He's, he jumps down from the ch- the stool that he's in. Total fifteen. Yeah. Um. You're a dwarf. You've drank plenty of mead, and let's be real. Madame Zidane, Zidane's mead is good, but it's nothing like this. It's not hard hitting. No, no, no. You're able to get up pretty easily and and walk. It's not like the good shit back. Nah, this is nothing. Are you kidding? This isn't even a buzz. Thinner numbers, y'all. We can't have everybody going out there. Well, in that case, I'll take a left. <laughs> <laughs> Seems thoroughly convinced. You can do you can do a perimeter che- check in opposite uh, directions, but I feel like that it should be a two and two. Allison and the goat go in one way. Eridanus and Wally go the other. That way, you both are in teams. I. I am fine to bring along whoever I will bring, whoever I need to, and I will do the perimeter check, but I do have other business not necessarily right around the tavern, and it may... I, I'm not saying I'm putting it as undue risk. However, I do have other business that I need to attend to before the night is out that may take me away from the tavern for you a little while. You mentioned business a couple times. What say this business? Um, I can't show you now because I can only do it once. You are welcome to come with me, but basically I go and house the homeless for the night, or at least around 10 of them if I can find them, and I make sure that they have a warm place to sleep at night. You don't need to show me. I'm a street, I'm a street rat. Homeless here? I, w- I, was, I, was on, I was born and raised on the street. I completely understand. In Herlin's head, after hearing the question about the homeless here, I point out that I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there are homeless almost everywhere. I don't think in the Guyan forest because everyone seems to just live there. Um, but anywhere where there are organics, there seems to be homeless. There are not homeless in the Deadland. Well, that is uh, good to hear. Is that true, universe? There's no homeless in the Deadlands? Amazing. I, I, I wish to visit your your home, Herland. Oh, it's very lovely. Although I have heard from humans that it smells. I do not have a nose. Then you shall enjoy it much. I'll take a perimeter with the goat. Uh, hopefully, Black is stable enough to walk by himself. I'm going to have Allison can make me a stealth check to see if he is able to... Quiet the goat? You're rolling for you. Uh, we will roll for the goat separately. <laughs> 14. Plus 2. 16. Yeah, so now roll for the goat. 8. Nah. Uh, he also gets your stealth modifier, so you can have that on. Yes, that is with my stealth modifier. <laughs> so you guys are doing the perimeter, and um, go ahead and give me a perception check. 18. You do your little uh, loop around, and things seem okay. You get the glimpse of a couple of guards, and you think they might have noticed you, but they, they seem to go about their business, and you were a little bit afraid because uh, that was the moment that your goat, Tinkin, Tinkin? Uh, he made a little bit of a sound, Tinkin. Uh, but they seem to not notice. So you're, you're good, and you're able to do your perimeter check. Um, <laughs> Without too much hassle. Things seem okay. You are in kind of like the middle of this town. So all of the trade and market stuff typically happen around here. Madame Zidane is right in the center. You do notice that it's quite lively at night, just as much as it is during the day. But a lot of the people that you're seeing now are not the same people you saw during the day. It seems to be a very different crowd that comes out at night and has gone around and um, are just looking at the different shops 
you see that a lot of the fancier shops are actually closed um, and there seems to be some more uh, put together, like half put together shops or not as decorative shops that are still open. Can I roll to see what sort of shops are nearby? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can just tell you, as you look around, you see there's actually a big variety of different shops. Um, there's a couple of magic item shops, it looks like, where they're selling different types of rings and weapons. Smoke and mirror stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can see a blacksmith shop that actually has a um, seemingly a little bit. Uh, he's a he's like a six foot elf, um, and he's there hammering away at some type of sword. You think, but it's curved, so it's like a curved sword. Um, and he has a ton of different armors and weapons also on display that seem to be for sale. Um, you see a couple of different shops that give a variety of different food including um, one that seems to have really hot oil and they seem to be frying um, these types of fish uh, that you, they get from the nearby river it's uh, they batter it and then fry it um, and put it on display to sell I go to the food stand and then buy food for the party sure yeah yeah um, you walk up to the food stand and you see this grizzled kind of this grizzled old human um, he has an eye patch, and he uh, is standing at the fryer, kind of like shaking the uh, shaking this like seems to be a metal basket that's like let into the this uh this pot of uh, frying oil, and uh, you can see that he's standing close enough to this pot that actually a lot of his hair on his legs has been singed because he's so close to the open flame. And he looks over at you and he's like, hey, what do you, what can I get you? You know what? I'm not going to think about the fact that I have star children. I'm just going to order five orders of fish and forget about that. I'll we'll figure out how that all works later. Order that many. I also comment on the fact that if he were to add a piece of copper bent into the right shape on the bottom, he has a slash shield, so it would singe him as much. <laughs> Some kind of... Uh, blacksmith tinkerer person thingy? I've I've smacked metal with hammer a few times. You know, my, my uncle, my uncle, back in the day, he used to be a blacksmith tinkerer thingy, and he did a great job, let me tell you. I didn't fully understand it, you know, my, my craft is more in, like, the, the foods and stuffs. Um, but, man, could that man make a sword. You saying I need a piece of copper? Yeah, just a sheet of copper, you just need to bang it just where you stand at it just put a shield right around you can see if you were to look down at your own legs that have been cinched probably since you were five and you can't feel them anymore yeah, actually since I, was, since I was four i'm sorry and if you were to put a piece of copper there you didn't yeah. have to bolt it down and on the end of it so it doesn't singe and burn yourself well, i'm gonna have to talk to eli about that one you, you know he's he's one of the best blacks with other and, I, and and here's the thing he's an elf great guy Make some good stuff. I'll talk to him or later. He might have some. He might have some ideas. Anyways, you said five orders of fish, right? Yeah, five. Oh yeah. yeah. What, what, what were you saying before? I assume. Uh, I just I assume the elf you're talking about is in the stand behind us, and I'm kind of referencing over my shirt. So he looks over. He's like, "That's Eli over there. He's the rhythm really helps me time how long I keep the fish in the oil. So it's really helpful." Um, and he starts, he starts, he pulls the basket out of the pot, um, and starts to dump it onto, uh, the fish onto a plate. And then he begins to start to wrap them individually in this kind of weaved reeds. Like, it's like, it's like reeds have been taken together and weaved into like this little pocket that he puts the fish in. Go ahead and make a perception check for me. 22. Natural 20 plus 2. So it's 20. So you notice very quickly, um, as you see him preparing the fish on the post on the side of his 
his shop, there's a is the same wanted poster that shows all of you guys um, on there in vivid, terrible, mediocre detail. So uh, I kind of he's tossing the fish, reach up and just kind of grab it, pull it down real quick, and feed it to the goat, and he eats it. It's a 15. Yeah, so you sweep it down real quick. Doesn't seem like anybody noticed. Good to go. Um, and he then kind of scoops up the different meals into his hands, brings it over and drops it in front of you and it's like, there you are. Just be five silver pieces, please. I gotta be honest, I don't know where my wallet is, but I do know that I the stupid game gives you money at the beginning. So I flip him a, I flip him a five, I flip him one. I tell him to keep the change because I'm a cool guy like that. He, uh, he catches it. He's like, oh, thank you, good sir. Really appreciate your uh, patronage. Um, and he uh, pockets the gold piece and then uh, make sure to tell your friends all about my store. You know. Madame Zidane, she, she she actually uses my fish sometimes. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but uh, I'll let her know that I stopped by. How did he know that you were staying at Madame Zidane's? He walked out of the tavern that says Madame Zidane's tavern on it. Is it that far away? Super obvious tavern is super obvious. Start to walk away, but like I pass the blacksmith shop on the way by. I don't actually stop mm. to stay high, I just observe. I thought it was further down, like he, like a little, like a while around the block kind of a thing. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a marketplace in front of Madame Zidane's. Oh, good. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like real far away to be like, wait a second. Wait a yeah, second. No, a lot of these shops that he is seeing, um, like the one that he just walked up to, very much like pop-up shop kind of things. Like they are not there during the day. Gotcha. Um, okay. Typically only at night. Yeah. And uh, as I walk by the front door, I see Eridanus there real quick, and I can say she was, and then I, you know, because I just assume he's at the front door. I don't think he's totally left yet. Yeah. yeah I'll just say thank you. And on that part, we're gonna switch over to uh, Wallach and uh, Eridanus. What are you guys gonna be doing? First, Eridanus is gonna be like, okay, we gotta find uh, where the. I guess we gotta find some homeless folks so we can bed them down for the night. All right. So I guess we start walking until the lights go dim and people are just on the street. Eridanus has been here for a little bit. Do I know? I, I would assume based on what I do, I would know where the homeless kind of gather. Like check the 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 alleyways. The yeah. The obvious, you know, where people usually don't look for burning barrels behind buildings mm-hmm. give me an investigation check both of us uh just eridonis if you want to do one too you can um but this is specifically i'm using investigation as like a memory thing but gotcha i have that keen mind i got a 10 i wanted i also want to be up front with wally i'm not trying to hide i'm just walking oh, down the street i'm not either <laughs> if anyone comes to trying nah they're they're done for <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page yeah and there's like there's there's markets there's pop, all these pop-up shops that are here um and you're walking by and lanterns are raised and there are people you actually walk by and there's actually a couple people dancing as this bard is playing music um and has like a a pot open for uh donations and you guys are walking down it's very lively people are excited and hopping around and everything and as you guys start to go beyond the lights you notice that everything seems really quiet Um, And the further you go, you start to enter into what seems to be more housing at first. And then you realize it's not really housing. It's actually just a lot of um, closed shops that are very pristine, have like ornate pillars and Mm. beautiful signs. And the further you go, you see that like ahead of you is a lot of this like housing district that exists. But go ahead and give me an investigation check. 
Well, I'm starting to get interested because this is out of his norm. He's used to dwarven cities. I saw that. that was, uh... I, don't have, I don't have to say anything. All I'm trying to do is be a good person. Um, uh, five total. Yeah. So as you guys are walking, we just have our eyes closed. We. <laughs> yeah. You you are looking around trying to find people that maybe are um, need homes or something like that, or need a place to stay for the night. But you quickly notice that there's. Not a lot of people outside. And as you keep going, you actually run into someone who is running the op in the opposite direction that you guys are walking. Like towards us. Yeah, and they uh they actually stumble into you and they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. I, I really really am my apologies. Um and they begin to keep continuing running towards Watch the yourself. Whoa, hey, why are you why are you running? Who's asking? Who are you? Well, my my name's uh Eridonis. Uh I'm not gonna speak for my friend here if he doesn't want to give his name. Um, but we're i i'm i'm searching for uh your less fortunate folks in order to give them food i'm going to hold up the fish and a place to sleep for the night so he very he's very wary um and he looks at you and he's like listen i i i don't want any trouble okay i'm not here i'm just i'm just i'm just going to to the, to the market um be, a, all right. be on your way, that's, good that's sir. When Wallach, that's when Wallach takes a step towards him, and he's like, all right, I know, I may not know who you are, but I know you're not anyone that you're saying you are. So you can either break it down for us, or I might have to break you down. And I want to roll an intimidation check. I was going to say, that's intimidation. Yeah, that's intimidation. I'll actually do it on D&D Beyond. Hiya! I don't recommend that. <laughs> what do you mean you don't recommend it? What'd you get? Really bad. What'd you get? 23 total. I rolled two natural ones in a row. <laughs> Damn. Uh, it was really Damn. Three, three in the night. It's so yeah. bad. I hate D&D Beyond. So yeah, he uh, he's rightfully scared. He's like, are you guys with the guards? Listen, I I already told them everything I know. I don't know anything else. I, I no, 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 no. We're not any guards. All I want to know is why you're running. Because no one runs in the middle of the night for no good reason. He, um... He takes a look and he sees the fish in Aerodynas' hands. And he goes, is that from Kiki's Friary? I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea. Our friend with a goat got it. I see. So you guys aren't with the guards? No. No. Now, can you explain why you were running and what you were running from uh, before they possibly get here? He kind of looks around nervously and he and he says, did you see some? I'm, I'm trying to make my way to Madame Zidane's. It, it's too it's too close to the curfew time. And if I'm not there, then, well, I think I understand what you're saying. You think that we're guards and we were going to stop you and beat you up because it's dark outside. Uh, beat me up. Oh, I just assumed that's what guards do. And he, he laughed. He's like, are you kidding? No, like I could be thrown in prison for days for weeks oh, years even for being outside because it's dark Walla takes a look at Aerodonis the best he can looking up i think we may need to change our priorities a bit here i'm thinking that i agree with you uh mister do you eat food i'm gonna look at the stranger <laughs> he looks very confused and he's like uh, yes here i'm not gonna need this for a minute and i'm gonna hand him the fish he uh takes it He's like, I'm not going to say no, uh, Kiki's frying. Be, uh, by the way, so we're, it's dark here. You're trying to get to Madame Zidane's, Zidane's before oh, you get. Oh, Aerodonis, I got it. If you're looking for Madame Zandar's, and he explains, you just go down this path, good long ways. It'll be on your right. In fact, I could probably, could probably see it from here. Unless yeah. it's further than 60. He, sh- he nods his head, he's like, thank you, um. 
I, I do know where it is. I, I make the trek there most days. Um, uh, you can you can go, man. Where we I think we got all the information from you. We need. He uh, again looks confused. Looks at the fish. He's like, "Thank, thank you." Do you want to go to jail? Um, like, I don't want you to go to jail. I think you should. I think you should go. If you're worried about it, you should go. He uh, he immediately freezes up and he's like, "Yep, yep, yep." And he turns around and he runs uh, back towards Madame Zidane's. I'm gonna turn to Wally and I'm gonna say, "Now, I don't want." to assume uh, what you're willing to do tonight. Oh, he, he, he pulled, he reaches into like, like, like this, this, he, he, he's got like a little, little pouch, right? And he reaches in and he pulls out, you notice these, these gauntlets and he just puts them on and just whams them together. It's like, mm, I've been waiting to test these. I'm sorry. You were saying? Solstice is uh. sitting at the bar. Like I have a very, very bad feeling. <laughs> <laughs> How far are we from the uh, the building that was supposed to hold guards? Yeah, so you guys have trekked quite a ways. So you're probably, um, I would say you're actually probably a couple uh, streets past it at this point. Because uh, the guards better. tower is like, a, the guards barracks or whatever is like a, like a street or two back. And it's in the uh, housing district, like in the, or not in the middle of the housing district, but in the middle of like the. Wouldn't, wouldn't we know this? Shopping district rather than well, the working place. Uh, Madame Zidane would have showed you on the map okay. when you were at the bar. Yep. I'm thinking, Wally, mm-hmm. that I think that the odds for this town need to be evened. I agree. I think we should burn down while they're sleeping, while they're inside. You know, I've. Great. This is going to go so You know so what? Well. I. I was he going makes, to he, wait. He makes he he, it, uh, he he he's while he's sitting and thinking. I'm thinking. I agree, but I think I know just how to do it. You have my attention. This is a collaboration. We are both criminals now. Oh, I've been a criminal already for oh, a long it's time. The, I've been. It's I'm, not new it's, to me. I don't hold myself to their standards. So exactly, because their standards are corrupt. Absolutely. And it just seems to be getting worse. That man was afraid to go to prison for days because he was outside in the night. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Uh, Go ahead and give me a perception check. Both of us or just one of us? Yep, both of you guys. I have a total of 16. So, Aerodonis, actually, I should probably roll. So, you guys look around, um, and you don't notice anything at first. Wally, you hear what sounds like wind behind you, um, but it's very brief and very quick, and that's about all you hear. Must have been the wind. <laughs> nice. Um, how how would you go about? I say we start walking that direction and then yeah. have this discussion. Yeah, I agree. Um, these past couple months, this weird magic started. You know, I've, I've I've been starting to do magic and things. I've been toying around with it, playing around with it, and I've noticed that if I if, if I think really hard and I concentrate, I've been able to create what I can only explain as. A fireball. Yes. And it's a pretty dang big one. Now, I think if we can take out... I, well, we need to take a look at this building first. Because it's, it, it's not my first rodeo. If we can take out some of the people around him and then either make a big explosion or we can do it quietly, I think I'm more in tune with the explosion because then it'll give us a chance to get away. There'll be a lot Agreed. more havoc. And Agreed. we can just slip back into the bar and no one will be any the wiser. Agreed. But... First things first, we need to check this place out. I concur uh, with everything that you're saying, and I can also 
make a ball of fire that is large. Oh, so. shoot. You know what? Just for the certain occasion, it may be... Uh, mm, this is what I get. For I'm going to give it a shot. Them together, isn't it? And, and... And and you notice Wally's just sitting there, and he's just kind of he's he's taking his his index fingers, and he's he's just doing small circles on the temples of his head. Jacob, it happened again. Oh boy. Okay. I lost. And this was by intention. This is by intention. This is by intention. Okay. He wanted it. You hear the sound of what you think is wind again. But this time, you know that it's not the wind mm-hmm. as the gear comes flying. Toward you. So he, the, the, the gear comes flying and he just grabs it. You grab it, like, okay. And he's like, okay, now this, I'm not sure what we can do, but I've got ideas. It's been a pain in my ass. That is the gear that you've tried to get rid of, but seems to choose Correct. to come back? Correct. Interesting. But I've noticed it's able to focus things. Oh. Hmm. So, Jacob, where would you say we are right now? If you guys have been walking at this point, I would say that you are getting close to the guard headquarters. Can we see um, the guard headquarters? If you look up, you can see the tower at the center of the guard headquarters um, that is able to be seen above the buildings, but you don't see the base of it quite yet. You'll need okay. to probably turn the corner in order to see it. Now, Aradonis, I want to be perfectly reasonable with you. Or, and, ah. and, and, not reasonable, but honest. With this, I've noticed I can double how far this fireball can go. Hmm. We don't have to get up close and personal, but that will make it a bit tougher. Well, I have to be... Like, to be completely honest with you, it will take it from 120 feet to 240 feet. That's a pretty big distance. Yeah, that it is. Um, honestly, for you, you might as well be closer to... We should get to the other side, closer to the tavern, get distance that way, and then you can launch it. But then you're more likely to be seen doing it. Fair. Because I'm thinking maybe if we just want to try sending a message instead of, you know, taking the lives first. Good idea, y'all. Sounds like a great idea. No, I'm not against taking lives. I just know to some people, lives are precious. And in my life, I've had a lot. I've, I, honestly, a lot of the war machines that you've, that have been out on the field that are dwarven side. I've made them. So death is I don't, just a normal, regular part of me. I value life, but there also is the reality that sometimes there is rot that mm-hmm. needs to be cut away. You got to prune. You got to yeah, prune. You got you to gotta prune. And I'm not here to necessarily pass judgment. However, when I look at the world around us, these people are afraid of the guard. Everything we've heard tonight pertains to that tower. Mm-hmm. It goes beyond that, down to the capital itself. I'm not saying we have to start this fire right now. I'm not yeah. even saying we have to start a fire. I'm saying you that start the fire. We a fight is going to be inevitable. Correct. Maybe a fight can be avoided if we just have them like a chicken with their head cut off. Yeah. Catch them off guard. Catch them off guard. And I think no one necessarily is going to die if you light the building on fire, right? Yeah. If we light the building on fire, they Uh, would get out. Again, maybe let's let's take a look at this. That's That's for the universe to decide. Yeah. Jacob, can we see it It yet? Sure is. Can we see it yet? So if you, once you guys turn this corner and make the decision to turn the corner, you will be able to see it. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to I'm yeah. going to keep walking until we can see it. Mm. OK, so you turn the corner and you see this huge building. Uh, it definitely looks like very castle Um It's made of uh, very like different types of stones, um, but they are actually fairly decently cut stones. 
So it's like a ginormous building, not like, you know, a little garrison. It's like an entire, almost micro castle. It's, so it's not like a, uh, like a micro castle per se. It's mm-hmm. a very heavily fortified fort, right? Gotcha. So we're, we're talking about like, there's definitely like, um, Barricades. there's a wall there's... around it and inside um, that wall then has a tower that comes up and mm-hmm. then a couple it's of got different walls buildings. and walls upon walls upon it's just got the one big wall. There's the one big wall, and then there's buildings inside that courtyard of the wall. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, and then there's a tower that's at the that is able to overlook the city. Hmm. Okay. Is there anyone on patrol? Go ahead and make a perception check for me. Uh, ten. Yeah. So you can see at the front of the gate there are two guards standing at attention with spears in their hands, and they're just kind of standing there. Um, you see one kind of like starts to nod off, and then he like pulls himself back up together. Um, and the other guy looks at him and says, "Oi, what are you doing?" So I'm sorry, man. I'm just really tired. You know, it's been a long day. We had a lot going. Would you quit it? Do I recognize either of them? You got us in trouble already. Don't get us in trouble again. No, yeah, you recognize them. They're the same. Two guards from earlier at the. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are they the only guards that I can see? Um, why don't you give me a perception check? They're the only ones that um, that... Wallach sees currently. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So yeah, you notice those two guards. You also notice that there are probably about like one guard. There's there's probably two that you see passing each other on top of the wall, and they seem to be doing like circuits around the wall uh, as like a perimeter sweep. All right. All right, Arnonis. See there. Now or never, what are we going to do? I really want, I'm going to look at the one that I know spit on the dude when I like first walk through town and I'm going to attempt one more time tonight to try and get into Wally's head. Go ahead and roll me an Arcana check. Both Both of us. Yep. Nat 20. 16. So you guys have been walking for a while. You've been talking about the different things that are going on. In this city, you guys have been talking about justice and caring for people and balancing the scales of justice. And Mm -hmm. as you two are here in front of this giant building, through the relationship that you guys have started to build, you try one more time to reach out into Wally's head. Um, And it is so easy. You guys link together and you are not only able to talk to him, but you can hear what he's willing to say to you as well. So what do you say? Wally, don't panic. Do you see the one on the right? No, I'm just panicking. assuming it's the it's yeah. the one on the right. Yep. I'm, a, I'm just making this. Uh, and you hear? Yes, I, I see him. We're not going to burn this building down. It's made of stone. I don't think this plan is going to work. However, okay. we're going to begin to walk. I'm going to cast. You are going to cast that fireball. Mm-hmm. At him. I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace, and we are going to walk into there pretty sure that that man is dead. He does not get to see tomorrow morning. I will have you know, he, that's how close they are. He may not be the only one. Uh, the second one's just as bad. Fair enough. But him, him in particular. Say no more. So you guys start to walk up? We're, we're not going to walk up to them because he can do it from, you said, 240 feet away? Mm-hmm. We're going to walk until we get to, like, that 200 feet away mark. And then the moment he casts, I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace, and we're going right. to head off into the market. So you guys get about 200 feet away, and Wallach begins to cast his spell. First, he takes the he takes the, the gear, and he yeah, yeah. throws it out. It goes about 100 feet or so. So as you're as you're doing that, you're going to do uh-huh. that, and we're going to cut real quick. Oh, um, okay, I like to this. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Herland, 
Herland and Solstice, who are currently still in the tavern. What are Her- Herland and Solstice doing? Well, Solstice was chewing on a toothpick, and she, uh, during a portion of that, like, uh, situation, she kind of had those one of those moments, you know those moments, when you feel something wrong is going to happen, she goes, huh, I don't like it. I don't like it, Herland. I do not like it. <laughs> Something's telling me this is not a good idea. Why did I let those guys out there? I'm the one who could have snuck up on them. Why did I let... Ah, this is what I get for wanting a break. Herlin, question for you, hon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can you talk to Herodonis at all anymore? Or are you way out of bounds? Like, you, he said he was going to try to uh, stay in contact with you. Oh, yes. Well, um, I haven't heard anything from him. But, um, I, I can most certainly try. And she, like, closes her eyes really tight. She thinks really hard. And she, like, is trying to connect to Eridonis. Okay. Do I have to roll something for that? Nope. You do so not. So I can just connect with him? Yep. You just say what you want to say. So I say, Eridonis, can you hear me? Universe. So in that moment, um, as Wallach is about to, like, throw out his gear, you hear a voice in your head, Eridonis. <laughs> and it is Herland. Uh, yes, Herland. Oh, oh, good. Um, And then I open my eyes and I look up at Solstice and I'm like, oh, yes, I can contact him. And then I close my eyes Fabulous. and I say, Eridonis, I am, I am, I say, Eridonis, um, Solstice is kind of freaking out and she, she has something she'd like to say to you. And I open my eyes. Freaking out say, is, is a bit of a stronger term, hon, but uh, the long and short is I have a bad feeling. And when my gut tells me something's going on, I know something's going on. What are they doing? What the hell are they doing? <laughs> Um, I guess. Okay, so Solstice, Solstice would like to know what you are doing because she feels something bad in her gut and it is not hunger. Herland, while we were with Mr. Man, you said you would rather not know. Is that true now? Um, <laughs> I'm just the messenger. <laughs> But the reality the reality is that you would have to know in order for Solstice to know. So I do not want to give you information beyond your consent. And I look at Solstice and I say, how important is it for you to know what's happening? Merlin, hmm. you know how there's two different sides of a coin. Some may say that re- represents life and death. In this regard, I would think that it would be rather important if those two didn't decide to do something that could possibly lead to disaster and possible human life waste or, you know, us having to go to jail or something like that. All I wanted them to do was, uh, you know, walk the perimeter and it's been at least an hour. They can't have been out that long. It's definitely been at least an hour, for sure. Yes, it, it does not take that long to walk perimeters. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I, I shall ask him. So I tune back into Eridonis. I say, okay, Eridonis, you have my hearty consent. What is it that you are doing? When I, when I was walking around before Mr. Man came to me this morning, a guard was beating a man for trying to eat. I am making sure that that guard never beats another man just trying to eat ever again. And I open my eyes and I say, oh, Solstice, good news. Eridonis is having a lovely chat with a man. They're going to talk about basic human rights. And he's going to change his mind about cruelty. Yay. (laughs) 
Yay! 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 Yay. I love it when the DM walks away. What I love when the DM walks away from the table, puts his head in his pillow, and screams. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) The story's going well. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Curveball of a lifetime. No one ever expects it. Solstice looks at um. It's Harold, right? Herland. Herland. I don't know why my brain died there. Uh, she looks at Herland and she calls for um. Oh gosh, what's her name? Mrs. G- Zangief. Uh, What is? How do you spell that? I need this to know. Zendar. D a d a n. Z a d a n. It's with a D. Madam Zendan. That's right. Madam Zendan. How can I help? How far away is that uh, smuggling tunnel, and where does it exactly exit? Do you know? Well, the smuggling tunnel is obviously right under the tavern. She says in a quiet voice, and she's like, "It's it, the tunnel is kind of a a fair term. I, I like to think of it no more as a network. Kind of leads to different areas in the city, that kind of thing." Some of the places have been closed off because of the guards finding out, but we've made sure to keep the rest of the network pretty well secure. All right. With that being said, uh, Harold, um, Herland, gosh, mm-hmm. I need to get that better. Herland, um, I think it's about time that the mm-hmm. two of us handle some business. Are you ready to handle some business? Um, I have never done such a thing before, but I am Good. prepared to try You're new ready. things. You're ready. You're ready. That are not All right. This is Zendar. Where is the uh, the entrance to, uh, to the tunnel? The tunnel. So the tunnel. Don't, f- don't forget Allison's there, too. Allison, are you ready? I think it's time for us to take care of some business. I feel like we, you know, we, we ought to Wait. be out there. At the- I feel like we're being left out. I'm not as sneaky as you two, so I'll hide. All right. Everybody in the tavern, give me a perception check. Oh, shit. Okay. 19. Wait, you have a thing. You have a thing to re-roll. Yeah, it's a luck thing, isn't it? Yes. Feature and traits. Where's my luck? It's all the way down. She's using one of her luck points to re-roll. Sweet. Much better. 11. 11 plus... Plus perception, which is 3, which makes it 14. So 14, 19, and then a lot. Um, Herland, what was yours? I got 6. <laughs> Fair enough. Mine was going to be a three. Herland, you are too excited about the possibility of adventure <laughs> right now to notice what's going on around you. You were just <laughs> focused on that. Allison and Solstice, as you guys are talking about a tunnel, you look around you and at the bar, there are two beings that have joined you, uh, both donning dark black cloaks. And they seem uh, to have taken positions on either side of your group. Miss Sandar. Yes, dear. What was your policy on bar fights? Oh, they're dreadful things. I'd rather not. I mean, sometimes they can be enjoyable, but typically, you know, I have to be, you know, uh, an entrepreneur and such and be, you know, like, you know, a community leader and say no, but, you know. Why do you ask? How mad, how mad will be Mr. Man be if he ring up his tab? <laughs> I ring it up all the time. It seems to me as though two shy <laughs> individuals have showed up in our party. And at the hearing of shadowy individuals, um, they turn to look at you guys, and they lower their hoods, and a voice says, well, I think you guys are the ones that map- match the description. And they uh, they stand up, and then you also notice that um, behind you, two more 
of these cloaked figures stand up from where they're sitting in the bar and start to move towards you guys as well. Are we about to have... And at that point, um, we cut back to... Ooh, I was thinking we were about to have a, 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 a two different fight scenes happening. We cut back to Wallach and uh, Eridanus, who are currently in the middle of trying to shoot a fireball, correct? Mm-hmm. So, Wallach throws his gear, goes out about 100 feet, and it stops perfectly in the middle of the air. Okay. As if it's kind of like a magnifying glass, and it's just there. Right. As if, like a direct line from him to the gear to person. How far are we from the Crossroads Tavern if we're like 230 feet away from the... Yeah, you guys are boots and miles away. <laughs> um, like, how much damage do you do to the... No, how... Like, I want to know what the distance... After he launches the fireball, what distance do we need to cover to be back into the tavern? So if you guys are 250 feet away from the uh, building itself... Like 230-ish, but yeah. 230, sorry, yeah, yeah. Then... It would probably be like not quite double, but probably about three hundred feet away from the tavern because the probably like three thirty because the tavern is probably about a hundred feet away from the actual building, and of course that's going through like back alleyways and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, of course. So. After he threw this, he he's channeling and he's doing all these motions with his hands and he's 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 kind of mumbling to himself and uh, and you can see this this blue almost flame like just aura starting to come from his feet and go out outwards and you notice a little a, a blue fireball a blue ball just coming into his hands and next thing you know he's, he's almost like he's got a, a in other words like kind of like a, a baseball and he's, he's targeting and he's got his it's on it's almost like the, it's in his hand but also in his hand is the gauntlet it's the strangest thing and he's it's like, all right, yeah, and he takes a punch at the air, okay. and that blue ball goes flying directly to the gear. And I think fireball is just a spell that happens, right? You don't have to roll for it. It's a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, it's a saving Correct. throw, I believe. Correct. I found out it's actually 150 feet. So with this, it'll be it would be 300 total. But no one's asking. Um, um, so I'm a little goes, bit asking because that could get us a little bit close to the tavern. <laughs> well, he, he's fine. still learning. He's still yeah, learning. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And uh, it goes through the gear, and the okay. gear flashes with blue everywhere, and it's like as if it ate the fireball. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, it shoots out the other side of the fireball with almost the same amount of velocity it had directly towards. Mr. Person who did wrong. So, so as this is happening, um, you're you're chanting that you the guards they're just kind of like oh, looking at each other. I forgot to mention, at when he punches a giant, um, five feet around him, a blue flame explosion comes starting from the top of him down and out around, kind of like a kind of like blue smoke, but it's blue flame and wisps. Yeah. Okay. Out around him as he punches. So, so this fireball, you punch it into the gear, the gear then shoots it out, um, and the guard is standing there, um, and the one looks at the other and he's like, Oi, can you take a look at this? So I go, oh, we'll take a look at it. It's like, please, I, 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 I don't, do you, does this look infected to you? I feel like you hit me really hard. It's like, for the last time, like, it's fine, all right? I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm not a doctor. And as they're having this conversation, oh, fuck. <laughs> do you need to know what fireball is? Um, 
They both fail the save. Uh, um, so they're just standing there. He's like, come on, can you take it? Look, man, I, I just, I, I think I might be infected. I might need to go talk. You just want to get out of night. Whoa, what is that? Um, I'm getting my damage. dice ready. I'm getting my dice ready. I'm yeah, getting my dice. Deal damage. It is 8d6. Holy shit. What do you mean it's 8d6? What? It's fireball. It's the most broken thing in the game. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, my God. All right. One-handed roll. Here for one of them. This is... 12... 18 plus 8 is, what, 26? Nope. Um, shit. I'm guessing that's uh, more than health they have. Oh, yeah, no, they're dead. I need to do something real quick. By the way, it's a 20-foot radius sphere on the center. That's the explosion. Yep. It's a ginormous you know it explosion. It's a huge explosion. Um, So the explosion goes off. They burn to a crisp like that. Um, yeah, no all pain. Left is and and charred Warlock is like and, I did it. Yeah. I did it. Um and you hear sirens start to go off. <laughs> Shit. Um I've I've already cast Pass Without a Trace and we've Okay. The the moment it made contact, I had already like gravitationally started tugging on uh Wally to head towards the tavern and casting Pass Without a Trace. So go ahead and give me a perception check. So it looks like 15 was my best. What'd you got, Wally? Oh, what am I supposed to roll? Uh, perception. perception. Mm. Um, five. He's too excited. The fact that he was actually able to pull this off perfectly. That's amazing. Yes. He, to yes, the point he was, that he forgot about his gear, which is just kind of floating out in the wind now. I love that. I love that. Um, so as you start to tug on... Wally Aridonis. Um you start to rush back down the road you came on, and all of a sudden, uh, there is a voice from the shadows from one of the alleyways, and all you hear is impressive. And as you hear that and run by, another figure steps out of the alleyway right after and faces you, again wearing this black cloak, and steps in your way to block your path. Uh. Shit. I knew it wouldn't have been this easy. Uh, well, Aradonis? I'm going to stop to Wally inside his head. I'm going to say, in for a penny, in for a pound? <laughs> More like, in for a fire, in for a flame. I'll stop and see if they do anything. I'm going to I'm gonna freeze. Yeah. I'm going to put my... I'm gonna put my orbs up. So seeing that, um, so you hear another, the same voice step out and be like, but it was really stupid. And you see that another figure steps out of the alleyway, also in a cloak. Um, but this one has like purple, kind of like a purple collar with a purple stripe that goes directly down and fades off into like the tips of the cloak, right? Mm. Um, kind of like a vestments strip. Yeah. And the voice says, if you want to deal with the guards, feel free, but... If you don't want to deal with the guards, follow me. And she walks back behind the into the alleyway again. Wait, is Wally able to talk into Eridonis' head? Or is it only one way? He initiated the link again, so yeah, you can talk back. Okay, so he's just gonna think, maybe we can get out of this. Or, I think we should follow them. Worst come I to worst, we'll just have to kill them too. Yeah, that's that's exactly what Aridonis is thinking. He's like, sure. Aridonis 
is pretty sure that he has at least two more big tricks up his sleeve. So he's willing to just let this play out until he doesn't need to anymore. So yeah, Aerodonis will be like, well, I don't this time out loud. Well, Wally, I don't want to have to deal with the guards and start following. So you guys start to head into the alleyway and this bigger uh, being that stepped out in front of you also follows you. And you see that the other figure with the blue or the purple vestments pushes in one of the stones and the wall kind of just like um, moves to the side. Uh, like it pushes in and then moves to the side. Ah, and it so like a Harry passage. Potter. Kind of, yeah. But there's a secret passage there and she walks in. Uh, oh, I'm following until dark? something bad happens. Okay. Is it dark? How, like, because remember, dark vision. Well, I glow. Oh, it looks. We'll we'll get to what the tunnel looks like here in a second. Okay. Um, So as we switch back, we're gonna switch back to uh, Herland, Allison, and Solstice, and you guys are now surrounded by four figures in cloaks. Mm -hmm. One of them has put their hood down, and what is standing before you is a woman who seems to be in her like early thirties, has very white hair. She is donning the same dark cloak. Um, but you see that instead of uh, purple collar investments, it's actually green. Um, and she reaches into her cloak and pulls out a pair of circular glasses and puts them on. And she says, we've been looking for you guys for a while now. So it's this uh, backs toward the um, backs to backs with like Allison and uh, Herland. Herland, thank you. I got to get better about names. Um, uh, Allison Herland and is kind of like looking toward the group, like with her staff ready. We don't want to have a fight. Miss- uh, okay. Hmm. Well, one more time. One more time. Right. Uh, he was saying that he like. Okay, I'll 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 interpret. Uh, he said that uh, oh, kind of like the stars. You just gave. Standing... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, basically, the Star Wars. They all kind of look at each other in this in the in the third movie. They're all in the same pit. They're about to throw hot into the starlight. They all kind of give each other the nod. That means something happened. Yeah. They give each other the nod, <laughs> you know. Yes. Okay. I I looked at the goat. I gave the goat the nod. The goat is doing something, but it's not part of the conversation. The goat's kind of just ruffling around. I was like, oh. okay. 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 Got it. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's perfect. Um. So she looks at you, Solstice, and she says, "You don't want to fight, huh?" Tell that to Xanathar. And uh, she pulls out two daggers. And um, before she can do anything, can, like, as soon as she starts to pull out the daggers, can I cast a spell on her? Because I already, like, have been suspicious. Sure. What spell are you going to cast? I am going to cast Dissonant Whispers on her. So I, I like, close my eyes tight and I say... Death looms overhead. All the things you said come crashing down while you lay on death's sweet crimson bed. And now she has to roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Ooh. That's some good poetry. I like that. Spooky. Talk me. Okay. Did you did you come up with that right on the spot? Yes. That's that's great. Should feel proud. Thank you. She's good at that. Instant ready spookage. <laughs> she got a natural one. So what uh what what happens now? Oh my god. Okay, so since she uh failed, um uh, she takes a 3d6 physical damage. 
and must immediately use, yeah, it must immediately a reaction if available to move as far as its speed allows away from the creature doesn't move. Oh, so it's like it frightened it. Obviously dangerous Uh, ground. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's afraid, so it has to use its action bonus action to run away. Um, Mm. yeah, so that happens. Go ahead and deal your damage. Me? I roll the, uh, d6? Yeah, Yeah. 3d6. Yeah, Yeah, since you you cast it, you're the one who deals the damage. Yep, you roll. It's self-damage. So it's, it's so much wait, fun. Okay. Okay. So this is gonna sound really stupid, but three d six means that I roll three d six. Normal. Right? Yeah. Normal nope. d six dice. Yep. Correct. Okay. Okay. No, okay. you're absolutely fine. You're good. No, nope, no worries. So, so fifteen damage. Okay. Right. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Cool. 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 Um, you get so you do the damage. You do the the spell, and she she gets hit with it, and she's like, oh. Um, and she kind of stumbles backwards, and out of just, like, the surprise, she knocks her glasses off, and she kind of freaks out, and tumbles back behind the bar, and starts to, like, scoot back towards the wall of, um, the tavern. Um, so she's like, what, what the hell are you? Um, uh, my name is... Oh. Um, actually, I don't have to tell you. <laughs> so, you should leave immediately. Because you're a mean person, and it is not nice to um, threaten people. You killed Xanathar. What did you expect me to do? Not, we, we did didn't not kill, kill Xanathar. Xanathar. Um, she gets up, she dusts herself off, and she's like, I know for sure that it's you. I know that you guys are working with Mr. Man. That's what I've heard from my intelligence. And I also know that he and Xanathar have had a history where he has, on multiple occasions, threatened him. Alicia. I, she kind of like pulls back and she's like, how did you know that name? <gasps> oh, I did not mean to hurt you. Oh, I would never have casted that spell if I had known you were Alicia. We have been looking for you. And not Madame- in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. <laughs> no, no, no. We we wanted to have tea and, and gossip like no, um, and, normal and girls do. And, and cookie. <laughs> I uh, um, soft face. Merlin, that's not a good thing to say at the moment. I just kind of look for. I'm sorry, um, soft face. Forgive me. No, it's just bad timing, hon. Madame Zidon uh, kind of looks over and it's like, I told you they're different. I don't know what to tell you. And um, the being kind of like looks at her, looks at her feet, and then she's like, she walks over and she says, My name is Alicia. I am Xanathar's assistant. Or was Xanathar's assistant. And she kind of like, just kind of breathes. And Madame Zidane puts her hand on her shoulder. Um, and she's like, it's okay. It's okay, love. In your own time. And um, Alicia then kind of straightens herself up and she's like, I need to know everything that you know about what happened. We know very little. Um, although... I must inform you that we did unconsensually read his letter. Perlin, um, we read the letter because we found it on him when we came across him in the street. He was already dead when we found him, and he had a black wound that was seeping darkness out of it. Her expression is just, like, extremely somber, and she says, But we still should have asked. (laughs) Um... 
we're sorry for your loss, but we've actually were looking for Xanathar for a very different reason, and it just so happens that he just was gotten from someone else before we, we even got close to being able to ask him questions. Alicia kind of like looks up and she said, so you were looking for him and you found him already killed. Pretty much. Yeah. It- Unfortunately. Under her breath, you hear her say that blasted Urgmug. Um, and she um, looks at you and she says, so why did you want to talk to Xanathar? Uh, it involves... It involves a mission we're on. A mission from Mr. Man? Yes, In but- In a sense. He was- She rolls her eyes. Suspicious. Well, he does have a mustache, so obviously he's suspicious. We don't have all the facts. We just know that we were hired to go and find some information to um, then find this particular thing, and then go from- and then bring it back to said person, needless the to say. scepter thing of a, an emperor king- with an artifact. The king's scepter? Yeah. And she, she jumps back. Yes. What? Erland. Yes, that is what it was called. Erland, maybe not the best. Okay. I mean, it's completely fair. At this rate, we were bound to be told at some point. Yes, that is exactly what we're looking for. Unfortunately, we don't have all the facts. We know that we're, um, we were hired. We were, no, we were, um, hired to go and talk to Xanathar. And before we even got to him, he was already dead. We tried to revive him. One of our party is not here at the moment, and I have a bad feeling as to where they are. Um, also, I would like to say that, um... Did she just call me a terrible healer? Oh, this... (laughs) (laughs) Sister Man did not explain to us what he would use said scepter for, only that it was good, which is not enough information to trust him. I never know what's going on inside that man's head. I try not to linger there too long. He keeps a lot of secrets. He definitely has... He keeps a lot of his interests close to the chest. Alicia, would it be best if we go to the booth in the back? Discuss things? Like, you know, people? She looks over at Madame Zidane, and Madame Zidane's like, that is a wonderful idea, my dear. We do have plenty of booths in the back, and actually, I think we have a couple of our friends that are going to be joining us here in a bit. I think it's in room three? Or is it room four? I always get those two mixed up. Hold on one second. And she reaches down underneath the bar, and she pulls out a little scroll and unfurls it and looks at it. And you can see, like, magic sparking off of it that's, like, changing uh, as she's, like, waving her hands back and forth. And she's like, oh, yes. And she rolls it back up and puts it back under. And it's like, it was room five, actually. Um, anyways, so go ahead and go back there, and uh, your friends will be there soon. And Alicia kind of looks over at Madame Zidane, and she's like, are you sure that we can trust them? Madame Zidane looks at her, and she says, no idea. But they are probably the closest ones that were there to the body and to his place where he was found dead. Might not hurt to hear him out. Um, so Alicia, and Alicia just kind of, like, thinks about it for a second, and she's like, fine. Um, and she starts to walk back towards room five in the back. 
We follow her. Mr. Wiggles is, is is facing toward the other shadowy group and is like doing like these huffs, like you can't, you can't, you can't touch me, you can't do it. <laughs> Pam, one of them like like cocks his head to the side and he's just like, "What the fuck?" Um, and then they also <laughs> follow you guys as you guys walk back. As you guys enter the room, the back wall uh, begins to shiver and then it opens. And out steps another cloaked figure who is uh, has purple vestments. The same black cloak with like the purple stripe down the front. And then behind her is Wallach and... Eridanus. Or, yeah, Eridanus, sorry. Uh, and then the last being walks in behind them. And the wall closes behind them. And Madame Zidane says, oh, it's wonderful. I love my underground network. Uh, she's like, oh, but I have many things to do. You guys have fun. If you need any refreshments, uh, don't be afraid to ring the bell and my assistant will come by. Uh, and she walks out the door. And Volk's looking around like, what? We would well, loved, shit. Would have loved to know where you two landed off. Hey, that. We made some tomorrow. new allies. We yes? yes, is that what we're yes, doing we're, here? Yeah. We're having chat. Considering how much cinders and ashes are on top of you guys right now, questions. But I'm not there are no cinders or ashes. There's been no boot nanny. If our yeah, bounty has no been raised, forward. I will debate on turning you both in now. Yeah, the. Uh... The being in the uh, black cloak with the purple stripe says, she looks over at Alicia and they say, <clears throat> uh, yeah, they casted a fireball and killed two guards and sent off the alarms of the guards. Whoa, 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 come on. Allegedly. I. <laughs> Allegedly. I, I cannot believe this. I was to hey. believe that you were having pleasant discussions on matters of perimeter, Don't you understand? If you wanted to attack the fort, why didn't you ask the rest of us to join you? Not to mention the fact that there's... There's no thought behind this. There absolutely was. Listen, we went to go house the homeless. Did you end up housing the homeless? No, because we couldn't find Eridonis is going to slam his orbs onto the table and be like, listen, I was going to house the homeless. As we were going, a man ran past us. He seemed like we were going to, he thought we were going to beat him up after Wally talked him down. Well, really, he kind of threatened to break his legs, but he ended up telling us that, uh, that the guards arrest the homeless. There aren't people on the street at night because the guards take them off the street and put them in prison. Then we happen to be walking back. We happen to be walking back. And I'll admit that this was, you know, a little teensy bit of an idea out of anger. But we tossed back and forth the idea of burning the place down. And you could have come back for backup. At this rate, we are all a team. We have to think like one. Or I, you could have tossed around the idea of pleasantly discussing to them that what they are doing Berlin, is I, wrong. I understand, and I need you to know that uh, they know what they're doing is wrong. They just don't care. At that point, Alicia um, is like, wow, Mr. Man really uh, outdid himself with this group. Yeah, he sure knows how to pick them, doesn't he? 
who is who is this who is this person i wait i followed the person in purple here this is alicia alicia Yes, Alicia. she tried to kill us. Oh, well, shit. Well, she, why didn't she didn't try to kill us. She just was... Con- she just didn't know the situation. So I'm over here trying to burn people, and you're over here trying to stab people. Mr. Man, I could have done this by myself at this rate. <laughs> Alicia just puts her hand in her head, and she's and she just, like, she just gives a sigh, and she's like... I assume you figured out that we haven't killed Xanathar yet. You figured that part out? You guys, your intelligence group has been able to figure that out? No, that's what they thought that we did. She oh, she she sends like a, a sideways glance and she says, well, clearly not now that I'm aware that my intelligence isn't as great as I thought. And she, Well, uh, you and Mr. Man have a lot in common. She, uh, at that point, the bigger uh, being steps forward and puts his hand on top of, like, your shoulder orb and tries to force you down into one of the seats. Uh, yeah, I'll sit down. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, Elise is like, stop, stop. It's, it's not worth it. You <laughs> guys clearly are not coordinated enough to kill Xanathar. So it wasn't you. Well, yeah, we just oh, met. Damn straight, like, we're not coordinated. But I don't know. I think Aerodonis and I, I think we were pretty damn coordinated. I don't yeah, know about I, you. Okay, I so you, so Alicia, Alicia, obviously you know that Xanathar has passed, but you don't know, do you have any idea what the black um, aura that was leaking from him could have been? Um, that we saw it from his stomach, he had definitely gotten stabbed, but we don't know what exactly was that or what could have caused it. We just know that we tried to revive him. Eridanus can speak for that. Yes, point of order. Um, mm-hmm. There was a scream. We went out. I asked the guards who were present how long he had been dead. They, well, actually, I, I'm going to turn to uh, Herlin to be like, if there's anything left, you can ask them what they knew. Um, but they tried to stop me from interfering uh, and I tried to revive him, and, but since the allotted passed for my spell had gone past, he was too far expired. He'd been dead for over a minute by the time we got out there, which is not which does not fit the time frame of, of the amount of time I it physically took me to leave the tavern and get to the body, which means he was dead before Correct. I got there. Well, for yeah. a while, or he could have been extra dead. Yeah, he Just was super that dead. Out there. You wouldn't know. So at that point, he, uh, Alicia stops and she says, you, I'm sorry, what, what is your name, dear? It, Solstice. So you said that there's a wound on the side that was, that was, had like this black goo it, or Necrotized. I come like from necrotized. the desert. I don't really see wounds like that, but I can definitely tell you that it wasn't anything that I had ever faced before. And it didn't look like he could have survived it for that matter. So you see in her eyes that she is she's getting very angry. And she just mumbles under her breath, necrotized, of course. And she she kind of like narrows her eyes and she's like, So you were all on a quest for Mr. Man, is that correct? If it's all the same to you it's if it's all the same to you, Alicia, I would uh like to have some assurances that you're not just gonna stab us. It's it's uh, a little late for that, as Herland Uh-oh. has pretty much has already given up as to what our quest is. So that's okay, cut- Herland. Honesty is the best policy. So you know about the scepter. 
Yes, we have to just go ahead and admit the truth. We were hired by Mr. Man to go and fetch the king's scepter, which is seen as an artifact. And he wants to use the artifact for something. We do not know what, but he's wanting us to fetch the artifact for him. Alicia kind of just, like, folds her hands together and puts her elbows on the table and her hand on top of the of her chin, or her head on top of her hands. She says, all right, how about this? I have a pretty good idea of who killed Xanathar at this point. The necrotized blade kind of gives it away. It's a calling card, because he can't, can't help but... And she just kind of rolls her eyes and looks up at the ceiling, and she's like, she, he can't help but show off. And you see that she's, like, trying to hold back a bit of tears. And she says, if you're willing to help me avenge Xanathar, I would be willing to give you copies of his records that would give you the location of where the scepter is going to be within the next couple of months. Hmm. Alicia, uh, no offense to you, obviously, but you do kind of have us surrounded by your people. It comes across as a little threatening. So, may I ask, is this... Is it optional? Is this a command request? Yes, thank you. She leans back in her chair and starts to tap her fingers on the table. Um, very similar to what you guys remember. And she says, fair. I mean, I believe it is an option. The option is either that or you leave without the information. Okay. I, hmm. am, I am willing to hear this proposition out given some communication. There are parts of this that just still confuse me. You were Xanathar's assistant, yes? You were close to him? Yes. So do you know about his dealings and I'm gonna lean forward with the chief? She uh, chuckles and she says so you heard about Chief Hag, huh? Well, we heard that uh, he and your former friend slash employer was close with him that was his in with the inner circle of the king. He wasn't he wasn't part of it, but the chief was his in. That's the intel we're running on. Hence uh my disdain for the guards. That wasn't She uh, narrows her eyes a little bit, but she's like, Yeah, Xanathar was one to play the game. It was oh, so this is strength in its downfall. This is political then. Is it possible that this chief facilitated the removal of Xanathar? Maybe not did the stabbing himself, but the guards didn't seem too terribly worried. She looks at you and she says, uh, do you know of a man by the name of Ergmug Sudagog? I'm going to assume I have no idea. She says he is currently the leader of the guardsmen here in this town. Oh, is that the half-orc? Yes. So you've met him. Uh, well, he tried to catch us, but uh, we're pretty resourceful. Clouds and whatnot can be made. Despite what you think about our coordination, we're pretty clever and talented. I know Solstice is annoyed by our fireball thing, but it all worked out. Hey, that Solstice fireball is was fantastic. It was, it was sick. It was awesome. You deserve to be applauded. <laughs> Not annoyed. Wallach goes to hold out his fist for a fist bump and only realizes that he's got orbs. Yeah, I'm going to orb you up. It's all good. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Alicia just kind of... Uh, stares at you for a minute and says, if anyone had it out for Xanathar, it was him. Oh, then why did you stop? Is he in the tower right now? We can finish burning that bitch down. <laughs> she, um, she just rolls her eyes and she's like, God, 
Is there anyone that... Do you realize the intricate nature of this problem? No. There's a problem, so I solve it. She, uh, she sits up and she says, If you cut off one head, another will be sent in its place. You can burn down that entire building. It'll take them two weeks to build up another one. And you know who's going to be the one building that? Please say the chief. No. Oh. The poor people. Oh, yeah, I don't want that. Wait. This is this this can be good for us. This can be good. We can draw them out. What does the king's scepter have anything to do with this whole thing? The artifact. We ha- we don't know anything about it. I know very little. Xanathar kept it very close and personal, but seeing as he has passed, I have records that he has left behind. And she kind of like holds back a little bit um, and closes her eyes, recomposes herself, and she says, "I would be willing." To offer these records in exchange for your help in proving that Urgmug is the one who killed Xanathar. Oh, you need proof. And what if he's not? What if we find out who the real killer is and it's not Urgmug? Then, if we can bring that killer to justice, it's all yours. All the information I have. Question. Um, when is his funeral? Her eyes get really sorrowful. And she says, she laughs a little bit. And chuckles, and she's like, Xanathar, Xanathar was never much for funerals. Said they were they're too sad. Said he wouldn't want something like that. Oh, I see. So, um, what is going to happen to dispose of the body? You see the tears start to well up in her eyes a little bit. And um, she wipes them away, and she says, Well, since the body is currently in the possession of the Human Alliance Guard... Would you like it to not be? If you would be able to get the body back so we can give him a proper burial... Oh, say no I'll more. Give you, I'll give you the information. How soon do you need money. that body? Before it decomposes would be nice or destroyed. Oh, even if it's a little bit decomposed, we'll still be able to get him to speak on what he knows. And he'll be able I'm to tell sorry, us who murdered you? him. I don't know about the rest of the cl- I don't know about the rest of the party, but I agree to these terms. Yeah, I'm on board. I actually think we should take a page out of Herlin's book. And uh, we'll just go ask for the body tomorrow morning and after, after we sleep. I don't with plan on apologizing. No, and we will apologize for reading his letter without his consent. Oh, yeah, we can apologize for that. Yes, yes, that. We'll apologize for that. As far as I'm Jesus concerned, Christ. nothing else happened other than justice. Alicia um, stands up and like slaps the table and she's like, perfect. We have a deal. Also, if you uh, don't keep up your end of that deal... Uh, there will be consequence. And she begins to walk out the door and does a little hand gesture pointing towards the door and the rest of them start to follow her. Before she leaves, I want to try and get inside her head. Okay. Go for it. Uh, that's not going to work. That's 14. 14? Um, you reach out and you try to reach into her mind. and Not aggressively, you, just... Right, just like a touch. As soon as you touch, there's this voice and the voice says, tread carefully, Starborn. You're not the first of your kind that I've met. Oh, so there is a connection, though? It's a connection, but you can tell that it's a connection that she allowed. And so it's like, you don't have control over that connection. She so does. it's like a voicemail. That's, <laughs> that's, that, either way, when I hear her voice, I'm going to say, I agree to your terms, but I don't take kindly to threats. I don't know if she hears it, but that's just... yeah. Um, and you hear a voice back, and she says, good, neither do I, and she walks out. We have an agreement. 
Well, it kind of seems like the dum-dums were on the right trail. We were so close to getting that body, we would have found it in the rubble eventually. Exactly. I think at that point, uh, Madame Zidane uh, steps into the doorway, and she's like, Are we all done? Good? Uh, Plan sorted? Awesome! What well, your rooms are ready. Feel free to go up to them. Their rooms 101, 102, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, 103, there's a goat as well. That's there, true. There's there there are six. Are there hey, six? Watch it. There are five people in the call. There are six people because there's... All right. No. So she actually says 301, 302, 303, and 304. Wait, no, no, no. I said 305 as well. So yeah. No, I did we're say down to four. Do I hear four rooms? <laughs> there are five oh, rooms. There are five rooms. One for every room. No, it's supposed to be five. Uh, yeah, you um... So yeah, they go ahead and they uh yeah, those rooms are all set up for you guys and you guys are good to retire whenever you're ready. Ah Solstice doesn't retire. Okay. She she waits until everyone is asleep and decides to slip out. And that's okay. where I'm leaving it. Okay, cool. Before I go to sleep, I'm gonna cast speak with animals and talk to the goat. <laughs> uh go for it. Go for it. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Uh, what do you say? What you say to me? Fuck you! Uh, <laughs> can I get the pronunciation? Is Jacob gonna be the goat, or am I gonna be the goat? I'd be happy to be the goat if you need me to, Ray. I love Raymond, this game. Raymond, Raymond, I'm going to text you real quick. Okay, really um, I think so I got say, that right. I am. And what do you say to the goat? You're close. I think I wrote it down where. Are you happy with the name Timkin? The goat looks at you um and he is just uh chewing a piece of hay in his mouth and he's just going for the viewers that can't see at home he, he makes a really like what goats would do when they're chewing yeah kind chewing of motion with cut, their mouths. Yeah. um and he uh he's just chewing away and he and he looks at you and he's just like sorry i'm trying to think of how to do this that it's not gonna be too mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. no come on make it crazy what, what, what does the Actually, goat say uh he just chews. He, that's what he does right now. He's just chewing his head. He doesn't respond immediately. Uh, Tim Timkin, um, I heard that you enjoy eating metal. Is that true? Give me a persuasion check. I like we're making it work for this. This is a stupid goat pain. <laughs> He's not stupid. He's Nine. my hero. I know. He's my favorite. I love him. Careful. He's a hero. He doesn't. He doesn't say anything, um, but you get the impression that he's like looking at you, like, "Really, you're gonna ask that? That's a stupid question." Of course I do, but he doesn't say anything. All right, Timkin. I just, you know, I wanted to get to know you as a creature better before we went into life and death situations. But if you don't seem to want to reciprocate friendship, um, I'm not going to tell you to go fuck yourself because I'll still try and keep you alive, but know that my heart is sad because you don't want to talk to me. Uh, Jacob, is there any chance that he can get a signal between Mr. Wiggles? Eventually. Uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check, though, real quick. Uh, me? Oh, sorry, sure. not perception check. A persuasion check. Joe. Persuasion. Uh, what's Joe? that? 
Joe's going to roll persuasion for what he said it's, to Tim. It's 17. It's, the last thing you hear is Timkin going, well, fuck you too, mortal. <laughs> and, uh, that's it. <laughs> the, smell, the smell is cut off. Aerodonis looks at the goat and goes to bed. <laughs> that was terrifying. Actually, I'm going to message Herd, uh, Herland in my brain and be like, don't trust the goat. It's not a rat. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> oh my god. This uh, Herland, okay. like, so, <laughs> I'm assuming that at this point, Herland is in her room. Yeah, right? that's fine. In her chamber. And she hears Iridonis say that, and she speaks to him back, and she says, That's what I've been trying to tell you. Simon warned me of these creatures. They are not rats. They are evil. I don't know if it's evil, but it's definitely not normal. <laughs> she pulls that is out, not a um... normal goat. So, uh, Solstice sneaks out, right? So Solstice, you mm-hmm. snuck out. Before we end, because it's already 10, and I want to make sure people can get up tomorrow. What is Wallach... Wa- sorry, not Wallach. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Uh, Wallach? Wall- uh, no, you're, you're right. Wallach. Wallach! Oh my god. Sorry. The inflection. Um, mm-hmm. So what is Wallach and... We'll start with Wallach and then I'm going to end with Allison. What are you doing before turning in for the night? Wallach is going to... Take a look around. Notice things are a bit different here in the human side of things. Very different. Very different. Lot, lot bigger. Yep. Take off his pack, look around, and he says, Oh, fuck. As he's, you know, going through his things, making sure he's not missing anything. Because he was ran into by that guy earlier. Roll me a d20. Natural 20. You hear a sound like rushing wind. You look over and you notice that your window is wide open. And you see in the distance, there's like this little star. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. It's kind of low in the sky. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, (laughs) You realize... You want to know what his first first reaction is? It's a firefly! His first reaction is to get into a stance, like a fighting stance. Like he, like whatever's coming at him, he has a good idea of what it is, is to punch it. Cause that's a great idea, right? So yeah, you, uh, so you go in and because you got a natural 20, this thing is like flying right at you and you punch it straight down and it gets caught, like stuck into the wood flooring. And it's just like spinning still like in the wood flooring, but like stuck. And it's mm-hmm. your gear. It's your it's your gear with the. So you're telling me it came flying directly at me, and I just walloped it from above, and it's yep. now performing like a Beyblade. That's exactly. Yep, that is correct. Um, go and ahead wa- and me... looks straight down, and he's like, <sighs> right on time, huh? Uh, go ahead and roll me a D100. <laughs> Don't mind my gremlin laugh. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I was... 55. Oh, okay. That's a new one. It is a new one. You're looking kind of suspicious right now. I'll be real. 
you get the inkling that you look really suspicious. Um, and as you're looking down at your gear, uh, you notice these like chunks of red that are just floating down onto the um, wooden floor. And as you go to look, to reach up, uh, you grab your hair and you actually are holding chunks of your hair. Your no, hair is falling out. No! No! No, um, my long luscious locks! So yeah, you, you have no hair, you've got no facial hair, you've become... Yeah. You're so suspicious! You're very suspicious. <gasps> no! He goes and reaches for... He go and he, he he pats his face, looking for his beard and his mustache. Nothing. 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 Baby face. In, fa- in <sighs> fact, he's smoother than a baby's bottom. He's the smoothest that he's ever felt, and it's the almost like, ever. and it's it's almost like, so he's never felt this before. It's 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 kind of refreshing, but he hates it. He hates it so much because it's nothing. Yep, it's all gone. Um. And so with that, he takes the rest of his stuff, throws it to the corner, and just humps onto the bed. Just just jumps Perfect. and just hump and just immediately the moment his head hits the his head hits wherever it is on the bed, he's just out. <laughs> Perfect. So then our good friend Allison, what are you doing before the night's over? So I get finished and I mess it with and I've had this stone roll around in my pack while, and I still don't know what the heck it does, and it's shiny and bright, and it just keeps shocking the shit out of me, and I don't know what it is. So, I'm messing with it, messing with it, and finally I'm able to, like, actually start to use this thing. I don't know what it is, but I know I can put pieces of metal and attach them together and fuse and weld them together now. And this glow, and this stone is glowing, and I'm just like, cool, I got a rock that attaches metal for me, awesome. This glow, glowing stone, as I'm using it, seems to, as I'm using it as a welder, I mean, the stone is glowing brighter, and brighter, and brighter. I unintentionally Melt the. I actually unintentionally, as I'm trying to attach the metal, I actually burn it and melt it in a spot. And I'm like, ah, I didn't mean to do that. And now the heat turned off and stuff, and the glow, the stone glows, and it starts to relax. And I just go, well, that's kind of scrap pile that I have, and then replace it with another piece, and just go, like, okay. So I, you know, what's that I'm used to? I got to make sure I tone this back, and I don't think about it too much, and I go to bed and take it. So I did give him the stay out of the stone. But the stone had kind of chilled out, relaxed, and it's nothing major. It, you know, I've kind of they keyed it up as like an extra, uh, it's an extra luxury keychain. Key I mean, that's how important it is to me. And what if it kind of relaxes and chills out, and I fall asleep? <laughs> so Herlin, she she sits on her bed and she puts her hand in her cloak pocket that holds um, Ida, and she lets her nibble on a part of like the rotting flesh of her hand and as she strokes her she's just looking at like the tiny pebble that sits upon the like bed table and she just she says oh Ida this does not seem like finding myself is going to be easy and with that her and Ida curl up and fall asleep don't be afraid of the dark Be careful with stars Not every light is gonna guide you, baby Don't let them rain on your spark Keep it close to your heart All of the pressure's gonna drive you crazy Cause you rise to the madness In the morning it's all gonna vanish Don't be afraid of the dark Be careful with stars Not every light is gonna guide you
Hey, 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 hey. we hope you enjoyed this episode of When the Stars Fell. Uh, Solstice is played by Molly. Eridonis is played by Joe. Wally is played by Brayden. Herlin is played by Alexis. Allison is played by Ray. I'm your narrator, Eddie Bigspit, and our amazing dungeon master is Jacob. You can find all of our social links in the episode description. Stay tuned for future episodes coming the first and third Mondays of every month. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a like, comment, and a rating to let us know you enjoyed it. Thank you all for tuning in. Hey, yo, you want to hear a story? Ah, that's Careful with stars, not every light is gonna guide you. What the fuck? Freddy Fazbear joined the chat. Yo! It's Craig. It's Craig. Say hi to Craig, everyone. Oh, Craig. Fuck you, Craig. Fuck you, Craig. Um, hi, I'm just Craig. Love Wait, you. is that like the mic check that we need to do in order to sync the video? Everyone just say fuck you really loud. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Hey. Hey. Wait, <laughs> this is so aggressive.